Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, we're going to crash forward. Here's something for... Um Blind people with seeing eye dogs, they may replace the seeing eye dogs with robots. They're small mobile robots that are equipped with tactile sensors to lead blind people. Uh, a sleeve uh, is put on the blind person's arm, and it interprets the signals sent back from the robot. So there's some vibrations that can reveal the size, the shape, and the stiffness of the obstacle. Engineers say they could also benefit blind people, as well as even firefighters. So, for example, they could help firefighters move through burning buildings when they can't see. Researchers have also developed a so-called tactical language for robots. So they now plan to explore how these um, robots can send out signals that could help older people in their homes, even. So uh, this is being developed by King's College of London and Sheffield Hallam University. And funding has been uh, placed by the by Engineering and Physics Science Research Council. So they're working on um, eye-seeing robots, I guess is what you call them. Last but not least in the crash report, um, well, here we are. We're going to talk about a real life-and-blood dog, a man's best friend. Now they're talking about dogs that are being trained more and more to detect cancer, and they have a 90% accuracy rate. That's right. So simply having dogs sniff, let's say, a urine sample, this is a new study from researchers at the University of Arkansas Medical Science Division, um, they had presented their information at the 97th annual meeting of the Enterton Society in San Diego. They had their dog, Frankie, um, who uh, was trained, basically, to be able to distinguish between the urine from people who had cancer and those who didn't. And uh, so the, the preferred method, though, if you don't have a dog that knows how to, how to detect that, uh, what science will do is, uh, let's say you've had cancer of the thyroid, they would do an aspirin biopsy, an aspiration, which is a needle they insert into the neck and takes out a little bit of the thyroid tissue to analyze. Of course, that has a 90% accuracy. Well, so the dog sniffing uh, option is less evasive. So uh, this... Frankie is a German shepherd mix and can recognize the smell of cancerous human uh, tissue in urine. And if he does, the dog lies down. If the urine is clean, he just looks away and moves on. So um, interesting stuff. Uh, He may have had a few false negatives and positives, but he's still as accurate as the current research studies, the biopsies go. So 5 million scent receptors are in our noses. But 200 million are in a dog. Hmm. That wraps the quack report. <laughs> oh, thank you, Frank. All righty. Let's see what we're going to be talking about. Economics of life value. 
you know, gov governments have long contemplated the value of human life. Hmm? Courthouses have stacks of cases injured and paid for their loss. But what do the current authorities and, of course, experts that try to dictate reality, what do they say uh, that lives are worth? And how do they go about determining this? And is it ethical? Is it something we should be find out? All right. Putting a value on a human life. Interesting, interesting concept. Uh, most people are very leery of government agencies trying to mathematically answer this question. You know, how do you put a value on a human life? So if you are a government and you ask, well, who are you going to ask? Well, you're going to go to the intellectuals uh, in, in, at the EPA, and you're going to go to the heads of universities at the economic departments. You're going to ask them to figure this out. Now, some feel uncomfortable, uh, com uh, you know, uncomfortable coming out and saying, you know, this is what we're doing. Instead of, instead, you know, they're not going to say, you know, we're going to try to tell you what your life's worth. Instead, that they may mask it and give it a different description, like what we're doing here and. Our economic department is we're going to determine the value of mortality risk. Well, that description was actually proposed by the EPA. So in their mind, if there is a way to prevent disease like cancer, it would affect the value of human life. So the EPA, when ranking the disease risk, they put cancer at the top of the list because they say, quote, it's a bigger scare factor than heart disease. Well, according to author David Ropick of the book, How Risky Is It Really?, he says the EPA's life value theory is very dangerous. He says the reason he says this is because people can overestimate and underestimate disease risk. So the United States government has been analyzing various regulations to see if there is an economic influence on life, and they call this the value of statistical life. So if you'll recall, in 2008, the government reduced the life value of the elderly by 38% when compared to citizens younger than 70 years of age. And the EPA in 2004, well, they went ahead and statistically reduced the value of human life from 7.9 million to 7 million. So when news like this is released, well, it hits the news wire and then late night comics incorporated into their monologue. However, this is not a joke. Mm -mm. And I want you all to be aware of what is called the micro risk. Now, in 2009, the EPA proposed to change the economic description of human life from value of mortality risk to dollars per micro risk per year. Hmm. So this proposal takes away the dollar value of the theoretical life and new regulations would measure the life micro risk as one in a million dollars. So the benefits of regulations which reduce death are calculated as 7.9 million per micro risk per person per year. So the EPA says, with this strategy, they are not putting a value on human life, and the public is more receptive to this thinking. So. We have environmental economists creating a formula establishing life related to risk and, ha and in doing so solves the math problem 
of what your life is worth. How do you feel about that? Well, but that's really not all that's going on here. No, no. They are actually creating a value of human life that people would buy into literally. According to law professor Lisa Penzerling of Georgetown University and author of the book Priceless on Knowing the Price of Everything and the Value of Nothing, uh, she says the EPA is testing how people, how much people would pay to reduce their individual risk of death. How much you would pay for that? What's it worth it to you, right? So this could very well develop into mandatory policy that individuals would be expected to take. So the EPA is refining the statistical analysis and now refers to it as the value risk reduction. All right, let's talk about these EPA secrets for just a moment. According to Tufts University economist Frank Ackerman, this is not about the value of human life. It's really just another way for the EPA to brand some of their key environmental issues. According to Ackerman, it's almost, it, 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 it's most likely, he says, uh, correct because, he's correct because, you know, the EPA is about, you know, they're about protecting the environment from what? People, right? So how can the EPA secure cleaner air by adding a 50% cancer differential to calculating life and death risk? Well, if the EPA says that the risk of dying of cancer is 50% greater or costlier than dying from other diseases, people will pay more to avoid that scenario and agree with whatever the EPA says will reduce that risk, even if it means cleaner air. So the EPA has conducted studies and surveys to find out what hoops people are willing to jump through to endure and pay, you know, in order to avoid to avoid cancer compared to other diseases. Now, an example of these hoops would be something like monitoring your homes for radon and enrolling in cancer screening programs, among other things. So, what are you willing to do? They want to know. So, the EPA also reported that the elderly, although fearful of dying from cancer, they say the elderly don't uh, have actions that support that fear and therefore the EPA discounts their life value. So what it comes down to is manipulation of people. Through. By the way, the EPA's Clean Air Act from 1970 to 1990 cost taxpayers $525 billion and did the program actually save trillions in the healthcare sector as projected? Well, according to the EPA's own report, after two decades of implementation, the savings were merely projected estimates, and the report concluded this. This is some ending paragraph. Let me read it to you. Given the substantial uncertainties which permeate cost-benefit assessment of environmental programs, as demonstrated by the broad range of estimated benefits presented in this study, cost-benefit analysis is best used to inform but not dictate decisions related to environmental protection policies, programs, and research. What a waste of a half a billion bucks. Well, let's look the old-fashioned way. The former way that we valued life involved not only an economic value, but a social value as well. There was a 
marginal cost uh, of death prevention and factoring in life value. And there was also the focus on the quality of life, life expectancy, earning potential, et cetera. So this is usually how the courts would settle wrongful death claims and not by how the environment is impacted. So modern nations used to think that life, well, they used to think life was priceless. Absolutely. Thereby, you know, if life was priceless, thereby supposedly, you know, pricing slavery out of society, right? Well, in war, it may be referred to as collateral damage. And I wonder what the term would be used regarding abortion. Value of life. Oh, I know. It's called Planned Parenthood. Right? So the unborn life isn't really worth anything except for contributing to the value risk reduction through stem cell research for, you know, whatever disease they want to think of. You know, how perverse is that? Think about that for just a minute. How wrong and perverse that is. Well, we're all a statistic, you know? We're saying that you don't want to become a statistic. That's one meaning, but one refers to preserving life, and the other is referring to an economic value of statistical life, also known as BFL. So we're told that the value of statistical life is different from the value of actual life. Really? How? Well, apparently, it is the value that is placed on changes causing the likelihood of death and not the price of a person uh, would pay to avoid certain death. All right? So the life insurance industry uses these, this calculation of BFL to determine what risk an applicant an applicant would take, and then uh, the cost of, uh, of them taking those risks, you know, to determine what their premium payment would be for life insurance. Um, an example would be a race car driver's BSL versus uh, a different, uh, well, a, mayor, a mail carrier's BSL, two different categories, of course. Wage earning will also indicate resources people have in order to pay to avoid the health risks we've all been just talking about. The low-wage earners are going to have a lower BSL. So what are you worth? Do you know what you're worth? Well, the life value estimates in the United States shows that our value decreases with our age. However, as of 2010, the intellectuals in society determined that our life value is between $6.1 and $9.1 million. So when world leaders borrow money, they can list the citizens as collateral goods for the loan. And if you happen to live in Russia, your life value is calculated a little differently. As of 2012, your life worth is between $118,900 and $4 million. Obviously, the financial markets will dictate some of the worth known as social discount rates. So the higher the rate, guess what? The less the next generation is worth. So big business runs these calculations on human life every day. For instance, GM didn't recall cars in 2014 for faulty acceleration because the number of deaths factored by the value of human life really didn't come close to the profit margin. So it was 2.6 million cars versus 21 lives lost. And the sick truth of that is the fix for these cars, to fix them, would have been a dollar per vehicle. 
We live in a sick world, don't we? Seriously. All right, and uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't not mention the globalists, you know, because when a life is given a value, it will eventually be global mass. It will. If monetary markets are internationally connected, so will everything else be. So if you want to get a general idea of what your life at this moment in time is worth, you can check it out. You can go to lifehappens.org, and um, they have an insurance calculator there for human life values. You can plug it in to see what you're worth. Or you can take a quick survey and get a more detailed idea of your value at humanforsale.com. Yeah, very interesting stuff. <laughs> Check that out. Of course, you're all very valuable to the Lord out there. You're precious in his eyes. And uh, yes, yes, uh, priceless. So I, I would take an educated guess, though, and I would say the average middle-class American hmm, probably worth a little over $1 million bucks. So in the near future, it may be that if you don't pull your weight and the weight of someone on government handouts, you know, to offset that population and food shortage thing, well, then you could be mm, dangerously devalued and at risk. I know, that sounds crazy, but you should know. Money answers all things, right? I want you to value this, though. One thing is for sure. Our creator has placed a great deal of value on life and those things that preserve life. So one of those things God says preserves life is his herbs. He says herbs are meat, and they're for the service of man. Check it out, Genesis chapter 1 and Psalms 104. And personally, I won't be manipulated or intimidated by government's value of human life. I prefer God's perspective, and I trust his judgment. Rather than subjecting myself to life-threatening treatments for cancer, empowering news on the other side, stay with us. Pumping life into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. The ancient Greeks thought thyme herbs provided strength. Indeed, the chemical compounds of thyme contain antioxidants, an effective germicide that kills whooping cough bacteria and makes breathing easier. Just imagine what you can do with thyme herbs when it comes to respiratory ailments like croup, pneumonia, asthma, and sinusitis. The extra benefit of thyme herb is that it soothes nerves and stops spasmodic coughing, so you can get some rest. 
who says you don't have time to take care of yourself? Call Apothecary or toll free for Time Tincture NT to soothe your cough and get some rest. 866 229 3663. That's 866 229 3663. International 704 875 8010 or online at thepowerherbs.com. Leaping tall buildings with a single bound? Faster than a locomotive? Whoa! Find the Superman in you! Listen to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. As men get older, they are subject to hormone imbalance. And when this happens, men can experience osteoporosis, memory loss, irritability, blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, enlarged prostate, erectile dysfunction, and risk of stroke. The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? Centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663 where your health care options just became endless.
an end, we were just talking about the first part of the show. We were talking about the economic, uh, you know, the life value, the economics of it all. You know, personally, I wouldn't give a hoot if, um, you know, if the government wants to lower my life value, according to the EPA, the Affordable Care Act, the WHO. I don't care, right? So, personally, if you think that depending on pharmaceutical industry for health is the way to go, well, then good luck to you. Because I know that when we cleanse away toxins and put good nutrition into the body and boost the immune system, that in itself will boost your immune system, then the body's able to heal itself and you can sidestep a lot of health problems. So you want to learn how to do that, right? Cleanse and nourish and boost the immune system. Call Apothecary Herbs and ask for their free product catalog and you can check out their organ cleansing and immune boosting certified organic products. You know, in spring, is really your perfect time to cleanse away impurities. You'll feel more vibrant and energized. So here's their number if you want to catalog. It's 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. And if you're outside the U.S., dial 704-885-0277. Of course, their website is thepowerherbs.com. You can get there typing in herbtalklive.com as well. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. Hey, and don't forget, it's spring, as you know, and um, spring brings in uh, some risks for our fairy friends. So, uh, Pops Carrier, they have some organic flea and tick collars for dogs and cats. So, you can check that out on their website or call for the catalog and, and see what you can find in there for your pet. All right. We're going to talk about indications of toxicity. And just in case you were wondering, do I have too many toxins? Do I have to do something about that? So a lot of people wonder if they're harboring dangerous levels of toxins in their body. Um, so could there be some indicators that would help, you know, sort of like a toxic a toxic uh, meter? <laughs> well, you know, they got those little tags that they wear at the nuclear power station, you know, telling them they've had too much radiation. So... Does our body let us know if we're too toxic? Is there some sort of detoxic guide that we could look up, you know, a chart we could read, match some symptoms of toxicity to it? You know, is there, um, well, you know, medical professionals uh, um, in, in, out there diagnosing, you know, well, it's a whole business, you know, whole business into it. Statistically speaking, um, getting a successful diagnosis is the name of the game, right? So then you know where to start if you have some symptoms show up, you know. Otherwise, you're shooting in the dark. So if you if you can, if you got a if you've got a good medical team that could, you know, not screw it up, they can tell you where your problem lies. Then you can research your options, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, some people just go ahead and self-diagnose, basically. So um, actually, before the economy took such a dive. A lot of people would hesitate before self-diagnosing. They would just go to the doctor. Uh, but uh, people now don't have a lot of coverage, a lot of money, so they're starting to do more of the diagnosing research themselves. Uh, statistics show that 50% of the people really don't go to the doctor. They'll go as a last resort. And one Internet survey said that there's about 2,000 adults, or 38% of the adults, that they questions that, that um, they researched their symptoms themselves using the Internet and some other sources, 
uh, 48% said that they actually correctly diagnosed their own problem and didn't need the doctor. So we're not talking about hastily uh, diagnosing. We're, we're talking about taking seriously some things. Some, this is serious stuff. We're not going to be um, cavaliering with our health problem. We're going to use common sense, right? So minor things, probably okay. But if you have some serious issues, definitely a good idea to know what you're dealing with. The Internet may be one source for researching at our disposal. You can find information even at libraries and medical libraries as well. If you have a medical library school on campus near you, uh, university, uh, you can even take the information you find and run it by your doctor for a confirmation. So the reality is that self-help, though, is a, now a big deal. People are not afraid to do it, not anymore. Well, let's look at some toxic indicators. Um, your body does have some gauges or indicators to let you know there may be some underlying problems. Sometimes, you know, it begins, maybe you get some hives. Your skin is your largest organ of the body, and a lot of times it will react if toxins are building up, okay? So you may get some hives. Um, uh, you, your immune system may give you an indicator, okay? Uh, but if you do get a skin eruptions and hives, Usually, they can be characterized by intense itching, welting, you know, get large elevated welts, patchy redness. Um, it can indicate more than just a uh, benign allergic reaction. Um, and even medications over the counter of Benadryl um, can't take care of it. Uh, sometimes it could be a reaction to barbiturates. People take those and they'll get uh, a, a toxic buildup and their skin will let them know. Um, so you want to you want to make sure you check out the medications that you may have been taking to see if that has um, any side effects along those lines. That could be a toxic indicator for you. So uh, hives is a really, if you get hives, it's a congestion of the capillaries. And the skin, if it gets blotchy, really this is pressure that the skin cells are being emptied of blood supply in one area and bleeding into another. So that's what blotchy skin can mean. This can indicate a major problem, even a life-threatening one, especially if you have any certain patterns on the skin. Let's say you see blotchy skin, but it shows a bullseye pattern. Um, that could be a problem. You could have been bitten by a venomous spider, for instance, brown recluse. Now, about 15% of Americans tend to experience hives annually from a toxin, either from a bug bite or from medicine they've taken, something along those lines. Uh, so what are the medical treatments for hives? Well, you know, doctors will give you hormones and antihistamines or antibiotics. Depending on what they're prescribing uh, or what they suspect, may be causing the hives. So if the hives are caused by physical exertion or trauma or heat, well, then they're going to disappear on their own. Some people get them after an exercise workout. Other hives are reactionary to toxins, and the type of toxin is what is going to dictate what will happen to the skin. Uh, the body tends to handle uh, toxins differently. And it's going to determine the severity and how it's going to handle that. And hives could be one of the indicators that, you know, toxic buildup is, is really hit its peak. So here it is. Look at me now. 
Now, most, most cases of hives resolve, but usually in just a few hours. Severe cases can take days to clear up. Let's look at some of the causes. Uh, one of my uh, herb professors who had a clinic for a lot of years told me that if the blood system and the liver are healthy and clean, you won't ever see hives. Isn't that interesting? So even from a bee sting, if, you, if, if your blood system's clean and your liver's healthy, your body, your body is able to metabolize that bee venom pretty quickly and neutralize it without ever showing a toxic overload and hives popping out. So um, a bee sting or a wasp sting, sting, these tend to irritate our system and it creates a cascade of poisons and you can get some large whelps, especially at the bite site. This can also happen if a person is allergic to certain foods or combinations of foods. You know, they eat them and then they get these hives after um, they eat the food. So hives can be debilitating with a welding eyes. You can, you know, your eyes swell shut, um, your airway can swell shut. So this is something you don't want to mess with. You definitely want to seek medical intervention as quickly as you can. If you're in an area that's so remote you can't, you better have a backup. You better have a backup plan. Because uh, this is a tissue response to toxins. Um, so if you get too much of the toxicity in the blood, you're going to have severe hives and a system could um, become congested. And you'll see lots of swelling in places you don't ever want to see it. Uh, now, a friend of mine actually called me about some swelling uh, she experienced after she was stung by a wasp about an hour before she called me. Uh, she asked me to, I was out running errands and she, she asked me to come by. So I did. And um, she told me, you know, over the phone what it was. So um, when I got to her place, um, her wrist, that's where the, she was bitten with this wasp. That's where the original bite was. Well, it was very swollen. Um, and it was swollen all the way, apparent, all the way to her elbow already, just within about an hour. So she was having an allergic reaction to a wasp venom. But what was more alarming in her case she had this red streak coming from the bite itself, traveling up her arm all the way to her armpit. So the venom was following the blood trail, right? And she was concerned it was going to go to her heart, right? So the body was sending a signal, a very obvious sign, that the blood is being overloaded with toxins. She had blood toxicity. So if something wasn't done, she'd probably have wound up in the emergency room with difficulty breathing, maybe even having a heart attack. So, well, she didn't want to go to the hospital because she had no insurance, right? And I can understand that. Uh, you know, some people say, you know, you know, it's just not going to be able to pay a $100,000 hospital bill. Can't you do something? So, backup plan. Um, I gave her some um, of my immune-boosting herbs, and I also gave her some blood-cleansing herbs. And then I took some of the poultice, which is what the Native American Indians would blend together herbs into a powder and then mix with water and put on bites like this. And it would draw the venom and the toxins back out. Um, now, I also gave her a cold pack to put on top of the poultice when after I applied it, and I gave her some peppermint because I knew she'd be nauseated. Okay. Um, a lot of people, when they have allergic reactions, do 
get nauseated. And the peppermint has this nice analgesic effect, which helps with swelling. So I instructed her to, um, you know, just kind of take it easy and don't do anything for the next two hours. And um, when I came by two hours later, um, basically all the swelling was gone. Her elbow, her whole arm was looking normal size again. The red streak was gone. And the bite was like the size of a mosquito bite, and there was no pain. So there are things you can do. you got to have a backup plan. Always prepare for those what-if situations if you can't seek medical treatment. And personally, you might want to evaluate if the medical treatment is going to be worse. <laughs> right? Worse. Could be worse. Well, let's look at some more toxic indicators. Another indicator that our system could be overburdened and unable to adequately deal with toxins is mucus. Our mucous membranes use a certain amount of mucus to protect the cell surface. And mucous membranes produce this thin, slippery secretion that is made from water, sugar, salt, epithelial cells, and leukocytes. And it's all suspended in this fluid. And this is necessary mucus to protect our membranes, and it also should not be confused with that thick mucus that you get and accumulate when you're sick, where the body's trying to encapsulate infection and keep it from spreading. So the mucus I'm talking about is there to protect, um, it's a mucoid type of mucus, and it's produced um, also with sugar and protein, and, um, and, it, and it can also get accumulated with waste matter if you have an improper diet. Okay, so if your diet's full of refined foods and lots of processed sugar, then this mucosa, this mucoid that's supposed to be there protecting the cell membranes can become laden down with impurities, okay? And that then would coat the system and bog it down and accumulate. And then it brings, it comes to, a, I would say, a boiling point, if you will. And then you'll have frequent episodes of, infections like respiratory ailments, bronchitis, walking pneumonia, asthma, upper respiratory tonsillitis, sinusitis, strep throat, ear infections, those kinds, those kinds of things. Several forms of dermatitis can also develop from this, like eczema and psoriasis. So it could be what you're eating. You could be allergic to your diet. That could be causing a toxicity for you. And some of the biggest food culprits are going to be wheat, dairy, nuts, and shellfish, okay? So you can keep a food diary. You can start eliminating foods and see how you do. Easy way to do it. Or you could go to the dermatologist, spend hundreds of dollars, get stuff with needles, and come out of there not really knowing why. Okay, so what could be the causes? Well, as I said, the refined food, the processed, the dairy, um, all can create a mucus waste matter issue in the body. And you're going to have to eliminate those foods and purge these toxins from the body. And a lot of people, when they do that, when they, when they start changing their diet and they purge those foods they're allergic to and they do cleansing, they find that they can kind of breathe through allergy season without any issues. Their allergies were just because their body was so tough already, okay? So here's some, if you've got too much mucus happening in the body, here's some things you can do to help cut mucus. 
I like to use some uh, good old-fashioned uh, apple cider vinegar, some organic vinegar, uh, excellent for cutting mucus in the system, uh, especially in the throat, upper head area. Um, uh, if you don't have the uh, vinegar, you can try tomato juice and pineapple juice. The bromelain in the pineapple juice is good for, for phlegm. Um, if you don't have that, uh, garlic or onion juice can also be helpful for that. So a mucus buster, if you will. Now there are some herbal tools that I would also recommend. Um, uh, you can you can get a lot of toxins out of the body in really quickly if you want to purge and get that stuff taken care of. You want to start with your bowel cleanse. That's the first cleanse you would do. Open up the elimination channels. That's the last stop for toxins. So you want to free flow the toxins out of the system. So you always start there. Then from there you can go to the urinary tract or the prostate, the kidney bladder the liver, the gallbladder, and blood system. The blood system would be last. Um, the only time I would use a blood cleanser is in an emergency for a toxin, a poisoning situation, um, like a venomous bite or vaccine. You always want to reserve your blood cleanse for the last cleanse. Now, um, there's a really great emergency kit that you can pick up. There's a couple of them, actually. Um, there's a heart attack pack. There's a snake bite kit, which you can use for spider bites and bee stings and wasps, everything, even a, a poison ivy oak and sumac. There's a pandemic kit. There's all these emergency kits that you can kind of stock with all these organic herbs that really do the trick, and they have a long shelf life for 10 years. So they come in nice little carrying packs, so they're very portable. So if you like to camp or hike um, or if you're pretty much out in the country a little bit, you know, you kind of like having things to yourself, and you're not going to get to the emergency room anytime soon, well, then these are nice backups to have. And you will find them at the PowerHerbs.com website, ThePowerHerbs.com. Just, you know, look under either, if you're looking for the heart attack pack, it would be under the cardio section. Uh, pandemic kits would be under, um, I believe, the cold and flu, immune booster area. And, of course, your snake bite kits would be under herb kits. So there's a couple of categories. You kind of look for them in there. Do a search queue on the site there. It's handy if you want to find it quick. And, of course, there's always someone on the other end of the phone if you want to call and ask questions at 866-229-3663. That's thepowerherbs.com. And they, and they have a bunch of these kits for you. And, of course, you can even get a total organ cleanse pack which will have the five major organ cleanses in there. And you would start one at a time. You have a big information pack, and you start at the top, and you work through the cleanses one at a time. And uh, you can get through them pretty quickly in a matter of weeks. And a lot of people find that not only do they have more energy and they feel they have more vitality, they also tend to lose about 10 pounds when they cleanse appropriately. Always cleanse the right way one at a time. Do not ever buy a product that says this is a total body cleanse. That's nonsense, total nonsense. Uh, people that do those things wind up feeling really bad, sick, because you, you can't fast-track toxins out of the blood and the liver to a congested area of the bowel. It's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to back up, and you're going to feel worse. So you always want to cleanse in the right order for your safety and success. And the, where, where you're going to find those instructions and those quality tools, well, the powerherbs.com, the folks at Apothecary Herbs make that. They have a prostate kit if you want to just um, take care of some issues there. Um, 
if you have gallbladder problems, there's an excellent way to flush gallstones out of the uh, gallbladder. So you can check into that, do your homework, of course. And as always, you might want to run stuff by your doctor first. It's okay. Uh, Thepowerherbs.com has tools, has instructions, and, of course, if you have any questions or concerns, they do have products to support. So check that out, powerherbs.com, as soon as you can. And as I mentioned, they have things for pets, too. Um, they have a snake bite kit for pets. They have, if, if your pet has a separation anxiety, they have some things there for you. They have the flea and tick stuff, shampoo, collars, non-toxic things that keep your pet sweet-smelling and pet-free. So check that out if you uh, have time. It's under the pet, Herbs for Pets tab, and uh, you'll find it there. Um, also, if you're interested in learning more as you go, because this knowledge is power, and this is a learning curve for a lot of folks, uh, definitely sign up for the free newsletters then under the Books and Newsletters tab, and you will get empowering information each and every week, like um, the for when you sign up for like the health quest, which is all about the natural stuff, um, you will get those hot links to uh, figure out what your life value is. Uh huh. So you just click on it and fill out the information and find out, hey, what's what's my life value, right? So you may be worth a couple million bucks. Uh, so those are neat things to have. And as far as empowering, uh, well, it's just amazing and empowering as well. Check that out. The PowerHerbs.com Health Quest newsletter goes out on Fridays. That's tomorrow, so you can sign up and get your first issue tomorrow. If you're signing up for the um, American Survival issue, lots of people write for that, different things like uh, political stuff, uh, financial, and, of course, health. Uh, that goes out on Tuesday, so check that out as well. They're both free. You can sign up online. You have to have email. Sorry, it's not a hard copy that's mailed out. Snail mail. It's email only, thepowerherbs.com, and also the Power Herbs ebook. 400-page herb symptom reference guide, herbs every medicine cabinet should have, herb secrets galore, how to make your own herbal tinctures. Hey, you can't do without that. And that's just $14.99. 400-page book of herb secrets that will be emailed to you. You can save to your computer. Awesome thing. Check that out as soon as you can as well. Um, the Power Herbs ebook. Went through two printings. Absolutely fabulous thing to have because herbs never go out of style. They never will, you know. And you know why? Not because I said it, because God said it. Herbs are here for the service of man. He didn't say just for the last 2,000 years. He said they're just for the service of man, period. That means yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I'm out of time. Hope you have a great weekend. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. Seek medical advice from a licensed medical doctor before using any product therapy in there. <laughs> or use any product. Check it out. Prove it before you use it. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can be neither. Messiah's Branch at the Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had now in the street. They all need what you need first aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 
Welcome to the Messiah Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is March 26, 2015. Most just don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end. And that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin in the world and look to the holy city. Look to that one that suffered and died for you. Please make this choice tonight. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682. 620-878-4682. And an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. Anyway, you can also contact me by email and send me your phone number that way and maybe what your prayer request is. That's just another option for you. And you can find email uh, along with other updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address at our blog, which is simply prophecyhour.com. Now, of course, you've got to put that www thing in it, but if you Google prophecyhour.com, you will find our uh, website. Okay. We are a national satellite radio program, and airtime's coming up in about another week, so pray about supporting airtime. Satellite radio airtime does cost us all airtime, and we only stay on the air due to people like you that support our radio program. And, of course, the archives can also be found at prophecyhour.com, and if you go over there, scroll down on the right, you'll find the thing that says End Time Radio Archives. Click on it. That takes you to branch.automatic.com. Now, that's just one of our radio archives, but it's it's the one that's most up-to-date and gets updated. As soon as we get off this radio program tonight, we'll work on updating it. So by 9 o'clock tonight, and we are at 7 Central right now, at 9 o'clock tonight, it will be have the radio program there. Anyway, both uh, prophecyhour.com and branch.automatic.com are both smartphone-friendly. In fact, at branch.podomatic.com, they have an Apple and a Google, uh, well, an Android app, so to speak. And so you can download it to your, those apps to your smartphone. As I hear that, at least 50% of the people out there are listening, are listening on their smartphone. So anyway, time sure changed, but that smartphone advantage and the internet advantage really makes us a international radio program because we have people that listen to us all over the world and we talk to people all over the world. Now we'll say a prayer and bring on to tonight's guest. Um, dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray that radio goes 
tonight according to your will and not my will. And please give everyone out there ears and ears to hear the truth. So please, Father, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, uh, tonight's guest uh, has been on with us, was on with us a short time ago. His ministry is the Messiah of Israel's ministry, and it's at Messiah of Ministries. Um, Messiah of Israel Ministries.org. He's an Orthodox Jew from from Israel. He's made a leap of faith to find salvation through Messiah Yeshua. Carl, Carl Gallops and I have talked many times, and in those talks, uh, Carl was talked about his book called The Rabbi That Found Messiah, and he mentioned Zeb very much. Zeb has, uh, like I say, has been on the, the program with us before. He's on with us tonight. We're going to talk about more about the Kaduri revival and a tool that the devil is trying to use to stop Jews from being saved in Israel. So let's welcome now um, Messianic Rabbi Zev Bora. Are you there with us, Zev? Shalom, Pastor Dan. Yes, thank you for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Well, you sound really good tonight. I'm glad to have you back on. And uh, really interesting topic that you chose, uh, that you told me uh, a little bit about, uh, that you're going to go into. I've never looked at this uh, replacement theology through the way that you've been talking about it. So I'll hand it to you. Well, you know, uh, Pastor Dan, uh, maybe we should begin. Uh, I feel led in the Holy Spirit to begin in prayer because this is really a a anti anti Yeshua, anti Christ subject, and we need protection from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord Yeshua, we lift up your name, the name above all names, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, may it not be my words spoken tonight, your words through the Holy Spirit. In my weakness, may you be strong. Pray all this, Father, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach HaGoneinu, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Dan, the the subject of replacement theology has been around for a long time. As we're entering the end times right now, we are in the end times. And many people will say, you know, the end times began when Yeshua descended up to the Father. Yes. But there's never been a generation closer to the end times than now. The enemy, the devil, is working overtime to attack all, all believers, but especially the Jewish people, because he knows exactly, the, the devil knows the Bible, and there's two books that the devil hates the most. One is the book of Genesis, because he was defeated and crushed before the foundation of the world, and the other one is the book of Revelation, where he is defeated and goes to the lake of fire. That's why in the book of, the book of Revelation, it says two times, blessed are all who read the prophecy of this book. There's a special blessing over there because that's where Yeshua comes back as the lion of the tribe of Judah with fire in his eyes. That's where the devil gets sent to the lake of fire, and that's where we go home, the true bride of Yeshua HaMashiach HaGoneinu, Yeshua the Messiah. Now, before we get into the, the, the subject of replacement theology, uh, first of all, for those who don't know, what is replacement theology? Well, in, in basic, it says that the church, the Gentile church, has replaced Israel. Israel is no longer part of God's plan, but the Gentile church has replaced Israel. Well, there is one big problem with that, with that doctrine, that explanation. It's not biblical. It's not in the Bible. You won't find a verse to back it up. 
You can't find a verse to back it up. It comes direct from the pit of hell. Now, these are very, very harsh words that I'm saying. The Bible says that love conquers all. The Bible says that there's no evangelism without love. There's no revival without the Word of God. But the Bible also says that we can't love over righteousness. So righteousness is the true written Word of God. So I have to say where this comes from. It comes from 1 Timothy 4.1. 1 Timothy 4.1. This is a, where, where replacement theology comes from. I'm just going to read the small verse. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, that's the end times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. It comes direct from the pit of hell. That's where replacement theology comes from. When you're praying for Israel, we all know the, the Bible verse that says, Psalms 122.6 says, Pray to the peace of Jerusalem. But if you know what you're praying about, it's much more powerful. We're praying against, we're praying against evil spirits. We're praying against evil doctrine. And uh, look, I mean, one of the main problems right now in Israel is that it's already penetrated into Israel and touching non-believers, touching non-believers, and it's hindering the gospel. But before we even uh, touch on that. I'd like to, first of all, explain God's perfect plan in the end times. Mm. There is no difference between Jew or Gentile, okay? The Jew, the Bible was given to the Jewish people. The Leviticus laws were given to the Jewish people. All the Old Testament is written to the Jews. However, it says in Romans 11, 15, 17, that the Gentiles are grafted into the olive tree. It says in Romans 11:23 that the Jews, the Jews are grafted back into the olive tree, and then when we become one in Yeshua, Jew and Gentile. The question is, what's the olive tree? Well, if we go back to the book of Genesis, the tree of life. The tree of life is Yeshua Hamashiach. Now, it's very important to understand that everything in the Old Testament is a shadow of the New, and the Bible is more spiritual than it is physical. Sometimes it's also spiritual and physical. Mostly it's spiritual. That's why Yeshua HaMashiach spoke in parables all the time. So you cannot understand the Bible if you don't have the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. You can only understand the physical. The only way you can understand the spiritual is through the Holy Spirit. That's why Yeshua said, Jesus, my sheep hear my voice. Now, so the tree of life in the Garden of Eden is Yeshua HaMashiach. Olive trees in Romans 11, 15, 17, the grafted back in, is the tree of life, is Yeshua the Messiah. Now, Yeshua the Messiah, Yeshua the Messiah is also, is also represents Israel because the Bible says in John 1, 1, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. When Yeshua came down and had a 33-year uh, ministry, when he came down as a man in the flesh, perfect, sinless, God, God and deity, but he was still a man in the flesh, when he came down, and as it says in John 1, 1, he was born to Mary, he was born, he was conceived through the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, but he, he, he dwelt as a Jew, he went to the synagogue, he was a Jew, so the olive tree represents Israel, it represents Yeshua the Messiah, the tree of life that we just uh, uh, spoke about in 
in the Garden of Eden. So that when the church gets grafted into the olive tree, they get grafted into Yeshua the Messiah, they get grafted into the olive tree, and that's the true bride of Yeshua the Messiah. When a Jew, like me, praise God, gets grafted back into the olive tree, that's Romans, Romans 11.23, I, I become a completed Jew, and we become one new man in Yeshua. So nothing in the Bible about replacement theology, it comes from the pit of hell, as I said, and uh, the foundation is 1 Timothy 4.1. Now, I have to be um, very careful when I say this, but, uh, I mean, it's the, it's the Word of God. Now, not every person that follows this doctrine of a replacement theology is an antichrist. A lot of people just don't know. They just don't know. They've been taught wrong. That's why it says in Hosea 4.6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Now, of course, again, that's written to the Jewish people. But if you're grafted into the olive tree, you become spiritually Israel. And all the Bible verses and all the blessings of the Bible apply to you. Genesis 12.3, and I will bless those that bless Israel. So when it speaks in Hosea 4.6, Hosea 4.6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. It speaks about the true bride of Yeshua right now, because right now we're in the New Covenant. And Yeshua said in Matthew 5.17, I did not come to abolish the Torah or the prophets, but to fulfill it. So everything's been fulfilled through Yeshua the Messiah, but it still applies to us spiritually. And then you have the other side, the ones who are working for demons, the ones who are antichrist, the ones who are trying to destroy the gospel of Yeshua the Messiah. Those are the ones who penetrate wrong doctrine of replacement theology. Yeah, amen. So if you have any questions, uh, Pastor Dan, then please ask no, them. Uh, amen. I'd like to just bring a, a, a couple of small things forward. Uh, recently, we had Joel Richardson on here, folks, and I'm, I'm sure you heard the program. If you didn't, you can go to our archives and see it. But he wrote a, his newest book, is When a Jew Rules the World. And that book is uh, explains replacement theology, or explains the covenants. And you would be amazed at, at how we, when you read that book, how that he even showed by a comparison basis of some uh, Christians over the years that had passed things like Luther and other ones that had uh, passed um, doctrines and different things that were identical to what Hitler had did. In fact, when we read it in our church, I had one elder read uh, from one list, which was Christians that were into the, uh, replacement theology read their uh, doctrine or etiquette, and then uh, I had another elder read uh, another one that was exactly like it, and the other people were listening. They couldn't tell which one was from Hitler and which one was from the replacement theology, and so it's a really horrendous thing what, what he's talking about, and if you need to know more about it, I'm sure you can email either one of us or you can call me and I'll talk to you about it. Or may, uh, I don't know that if you could Google it, if you get the right story, but back to you, Dan. Well, thanks for that information. Um, yes, uh, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, it says, For in one spirit were we all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether bond or free, we're all made to drink of one spirit, the spirit, the Lord is the Holy Spirit. There is no difference. When we're grafted into the olive tree, we become one new man. Now, being Jewish is not a ticket to heaven. Okay, if there's a Jew 
in Israel or any else, anywhere else in the world that comes to the Western Wall to the Kotel and he's praying and he's calling on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he does not accept Yeshua as his personal Savior. The Bible says no one gets to the Father but only through Yeshua the Messiah. He is not part of the olive tree. He is not part of the true bride of Yeshua the Messiah in the same way that there's a Gentile believer that's teaching replacement theology or he believes replacement theology or he's following replacement theology, he too is not and will not be grafted into the olive tree and he will not be part of the bride of Yeshua the Messiah. The Bible Amen. says in Romans 1, 16, 17, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach, for it is the power unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But as I said before over and over, it never says to the Jew better. There's only one way, and that's the living Word of God, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the same fire that's written in the book of Revelation, that Yeshua will come back as the lion of, tribe, of the tribe of Judah with the fire in the eyes. Everything else is desolate. Now, we know that replacement theology has, has penetrated to the church. It's been around for a long time. But right now, it's escalated to a new level. And as the Bible says, when the, the Yeshua's disciples asked him, Master, Master, when are you coming back? And he not even angels know when I'm coming back. So we don't know when Yeshua's coming back. I'm not a date setter. I'm not going to set dates. But, I'm, but I, I can see based on Matthew 24 and based on what Yeshua said and based on what's going on in the world and based on prophecy that's being fulfilled, that we are living in the end times, that there's never been a generation closer than this generation, and that's why Israel's being attacked more. Because it says in, in 2 Corinthians 3.16, it says, the veil will be lifted. And here's God's plan. Romans 11.25 says, until the fullness of the Gentiles. The fullness of the Gentiles doesn't happen in one day. It's a process. And the process has begun. We are in the fullness of the Gentiles right now. The more Gentile believers stand with Israel, the more they support Israel, the more the veil is being lifted. The more the veil is being lifted, we come to a closure of the fullness of the Gentiles. The gospel goes back to Jerusalem, back to Jerusalem, and we all meet the Lord in the air and go home and stand together, Jew and Gentile, forever and evermore in the new Jerusalem. We're now approaching the season of Passover. Yeshua is the Passover lamb. Yeshua fulfilled the Passover lamb once and for all. That's why he said in Matthew 5:17, I did not come to cancel the Torah or the prophets, but I came to fulfill it. He filled, he fulfilled the Passover, but he'll come back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So again, I have to say it again. Replacement theology is from the devil. It's direct from the pit of hell. What's happening in Israel right now is as we're preaching the gospel, and there is a Kaduri revival going on, we're using uh, the book by, by Carl Gallup, uh, published by WMD, the rabbi who found Messiah, the amazing story of Yitzhak Kaduri, who found, who left a, a note in a, in a secret code revealing the name of, Ye, of Yeshua the Messiah. That book is being used right now as an evangelistic tool in Israel to lead Jews to the written word of God, and from the written word of God, the Holy Spirit opens their eyes, and we're seeing salvation after salvation after salvation. And the enemy doesn't like it. The enemy is going to try to stop it. But there's one problem. Romans 8.31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? 
The enemy can try to delay God's plan, but he can't stop it. When we were doing evangelism in Israel, we encountered something that we have not seen in the past four or five years. Jews, when we preach the gospel to them, are saying, we don't want to hear anything about your gospel. We don't want to hear anything about your Bible because you want you want to, to take us out of being Jews and bring us to the church because you think that the church has replaced Israel. You know, when we hear things like that, it, it's shocking because, you know, we find out that, uh, you know, as the true bride of Yeshua is coming to Israel and preaching the gospel and sharing the love of, of Yeshua with the Jewish people, so is the enemy sending these replacement theology, so-called Christians, that are not part of the bride of Yeshua, because the Bible says in Genesis 12:3, I will bless those that bless Israel, and I will curse those that curse Israel. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, the five foolish virgins, uh, ten virgins, five had oil and five didn't. The oil in the Bible represents blessing. You cannot, you cannot be in the blessing. You cannot have enough oil if you don't bless Israel. That's why it says in Genesis 12:3, I will bless those that bless Israel. So if you're not blessing Israel and you're teaching or believing replacement theology, you are not part of the bride of Yeshua, not because I say so, not because I'm Jewish, because thus says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. May his name be lifted up forever and evermore. The King of kings and Lord of lords, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. When we, uh, when we let, me, let me break it because we, uh, we only got about a minute before we're going to cut off and go to break. Um, so let me something and you can comment back and then we've got to go for a break um, what I wanted to say about the virgins to the folks is folks one thing you will notice when you study the parable of those virgins is that at first all the virgins were asleep and they had to be woke up um, amen not all of them just had their lamps trimmed or had enough oil to do so um, Zev uh, I also want to say that you know there, I believe it's a sign of the end and coming off of what you said that more and more Christians are turning to their Hebrew roots and starting to study Torah and starting um, to keep the feast, and that's because they are trying to support towards Israel, and it's an end-time thing. So, But what you're talking about tonight is something, I believe, that's trying to counteract that. Um, you want to give your website, and then we're going to have to get out of here for break. Yes, thank you. My website is messiahofisraelministries.org. That's messiahofisraelministries.org. Our ministry is operating in Israel. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, please send us an email. There's a contact form over there. We also have special prayers in Jerusalem. If you don't find our website or it's easier for you to go to Google, you can either Google my name, Jeff Ford, and it comes up, or just Google Messiah of Israel Ministries. Amen. And, folks, we're, this program will be in the radio uh, program archives. There will be a link to his website. Um, consider you might want to support him and donate uh, to his ministry for a course. You may also want to just pray for them. Whatever, go over and check it out, and we'll be back in three minutes. Pastor Dan will be right back. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead. 
meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Well, we are back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Folks, please remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. Now, of course, the homeless are poor, but we're also talking about um, the poor people that come to us that are looking for all kinds of things because they're barely keeping a roof over their head because the economy, much like they're, they're trying to fool you and say, oh, the economy's doing better, it really isn't doing that much better. People that have went back to work have went back to work uh, with part-time jobs or maybe two or three jobs, and not everybody can make it. So they come to us looking for all kinds of things. Um, in fact, I want to tell you a little story. I talked about it on my first program, but I'm going to talk about it on, on this program. Um, first off, I want to say I'm not ringing my bell in any way, shape, or form. This came to me in the form of a police officer. Now, you know, naturally, because, you know, we have homeless and poor, and we're in a really bad part of town, police stop by every once in a while to ask about a certain person or something maybe that's going on. And, and uh, so this happened last week. And this police officer, and he comes up to me, and we talked about, uh, I won't go into the person, you know, what we talked about. But after we got done talking about it, I took him inside and gave him a tour of the place and tried to explain to him some of the things that we did. And, and he said, yeah, he says, I know that. He said, you know, I've been on the police department for about seven years, and I've heard story after story after story about you. Um, you know, they call you Pastor Dan. You know, they don't mention your ministry name, but they call you Pastor Dan. And, and it, it's just amazing how many different stories. Well, you know, I always do the same thing when they, somebody says something like that. I go, well, was that good or is that bad? And he said, no, it's all good. And we went on to explain that, you know, we people stumbled in all bloodied up and, and bleeding, and if they don't want to go to the emergency room, we fix them up. They stumble in without a pair of shoes, we fix them up. They need food, we fix them up. They need prayer, we anoint them with oil, we fix them up. They need counseling, same thing. They need the gospel, same thing. It goes on and on and on. I could go all night long and clear through till tomorrow to tell you everything that we did, but I'm not supposed to do that anyway. But the point is, is that he turned around and he said, yeah, he, he said, you're a legend. Well, it's not Messiah's branch or Pastor Dan's legend because we did so many things. You know, I never thought I'd be called an urban legend. But the point is, is that it's people like you that donate to this ministry that enable us to do what we do. You are the one that makes it possible. Yeah, um, we have a small congregation, Messiah's branch is, but most people don't want to go around the homeless and poor. But that we preach and teach and, and take care of. But so they can't fund the things that we do. It has to come from people like you, people that listen to us on radio and share with others. And so we really need you to pray about this, you know, really pray about supporting what we do. We're the last hope for so very many people because folks, we are all responsible to care one for another as we are brothers keepers. All donations, no matter what size help, and the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or by mailing a check or money order. And you can find all that information at PropsyHour.com or simply call me at 620-878-4682. 620-878-4682. And so just pray about it. And now we're back uh, talking with Zev, with Rabbi, Messianic Rabbi Zev Porat. Are you still with me, Zev? Yes, shalom, shalom, Pastor Danny. God bless you for all you're doing for the kingdom. May his name well, be lifted. 
Amen. We we just feel like we're doing what everybody ought to be doing. It seems natural to do the things that we do. Do you understand what I mean? Ministry also focuses, uh, you know, all types of evangelism, street evangelism, uh, relationship evangelism, uh, discipleship programs. We also reach Holocaust survivors, elderly, widows, uh, homeless. So I uh, I understand, Pastor, we're on the same page. That list, once you say, well, I'm willing to submit myself to the Holy Spirit and do what he wants me to do, oh, boy, believe me, uh, you're in for a ride. You're in for a ride. Anyway, speaking of rides, you're telling us about the uh, replacement theology and the problems in Israel with it. Yes, but, you know, before I, I continue, uh, I really want to, first of all, thank the believers around the world, the ones who are standing with Israel, and I know there's many of them, and the ones that are bringing uh, the gospel back to Jerusalem by blessing Israel, by standing with Israel, and, of course, by by being uh, spiritually Israel, because, you know, the Bible is very clear, very clear. For example, in Romans 9, 24, it says, um, it says, over us will be called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As, it, as he says in the book of uh, Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people, and her beloved who is not my beloved. That's speaking about the Gentile church who loves Israel, who becomes spiritually Israel, it's very, very clear. There are many, many Bible passages to support that uh, that correct theology. So, first of all, you know, we want to make it clear that we love uh, uh, the believers that are standing with Israel, and we love those that are going to be coming into understanding about uh, about Israel. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a learning pro- uh, process. All of us are learning. Uh, we don't know everything. We study. No matter how much we study the Bible, we can still learn more and more and more. And we won't know any everything until Yeshua the Messiah comes back as a lion of the tribe of Judah. So I want to make that point very clear. But again, we cannot love people over righteousness. But it's very important to remember 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So we're praying for Israel. We're praying for the, the, the churches around the world that are, are teaching this replacement theology, that they would repent, that they would turn to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, before it's too late. Now, regarding uh, what's going on in Israel, I would like to share a little testimony of how we found out uh, that replacement theology has been uh, penetrating into Israel, and it's happening. It's been happening only in the past year. Uh, before that, we've never encountered, we never went to a non-believer Jew in Israel, and he spoke about replacement theology. That really proves that we're in the end times, because the enemy knows his days are numbered. The enemy knows the time is near. And he's trying to destroy and distract and, and take with him as much as he can to the lake of fire. But again, you can't stop God's plan. There is a revival in Israel. The revival is connected to, um, to the end times. It's also connected to the, the wonderful evangelistic school, the rabbi who found Messiah. Jews are coming to faith like never before, and no one can stop the gospel of Yeshua the Messiah. Here's what happened. We were in, uh, doing an outreach in, uh, in Yerushalayim in Jerusalem. And we were witnessing to a group of Jews that were not Orthodox. They were just, you know, regular, uh, uh, I would say, secular, uh, believing God Jews. A young man named Roy uh, approached us, and he said, look, I, you shouldn't be here. We don't want to hear anything about your, your Bible. And I said, wait a minute. The Bible that I'm holding in my hand is a, an Old Testament. It's a Jewish Bible. And he says, yes, but the way you read the Jewish Bible is not true. I said, well, what do you mean by that? And then he said, 
you want me to become a Christian? You want me to leave Israel? You think that the church has replaced Israel, and you're trying to take me out of Israel, and you're saying that there's no more Israel, God has left Israel. I asked him, where does it say that in the Bible? He says, look, there's, a, there's, there's many Christians coming here to Jerusalem and teaching that. Oh, at Pastor Dan, I was in complete shock. It was the first time I ever heard something like that from a non-believing Jew. And I started to realize that as we're standing with Israel, as we're praying for Israel, as believers around the world are praying for Israel, they need to know about this because this is strong spiritual warfare. This is something we have not encountered in Israel before. This is something new, and it's a danger. And you know what? It, it, we talk about also uh, uh, the danger of, uh, of, of teaching about the synagogue of Satan, that the Jews are a synagogue of Satan. That's taken Revelation 2.9 totally out of context, too. We'll touch on that in a few minutes. But uh, I really didn't know what to, what to say and tell him. I was, uh, I was hit hard, and uh, I wasn't ready for it, but I started to pray, and the Holy Spirit just gave me the, the correct words. And you know what? I, I always use full evangelism. I believe that the Bible was written not only to the professors, it was written to the simple man. The gospel is simple. The message is simple. Man complicates the, the message. I just use a very, very simple example. And I asked Roy a question. I said, Roy, if Israeli police force, there's a police officer that gets convicted of a crime, does he represent all the police forces? Roy said no. And I said, then why do you think that all Christians represent the truth anyway? I started to think for a moment. The Holy Spirit was working on him. He says, you have a good point there. And I said, did you read the Bible and read that it says that God has replaced Israel? He said, no. I said, then why do you believe it? He said, and then suddenly something amazing happened. He said, let's read the Bible together and see what it says. We sat down, buttered us to lunch, we started to read the Bible together. It was a process of a few months. And the Bible says that God will turn the evil good. God will take the bad turn it, bad motivation into turning, and turn it into good. Roy gave his life to Yeshua the Messiah. Oh, amen. So God used this situation of replacement theology to try to penetrate, to destroy God's end time plan. God is in control. God, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. No one can stop the Bible. No one can stop the gospel. The gospel will go back to Jerusalem. We will go up and meet the Lord in the air, and we will worship him forever and evermore in the New Jerusalem. And Mr. Lucifer, Shachar ben Halel, will go to the lake of fire. So what I'm trying to say is this is a product of the end times. This is a product of the believers like you, Pastor Dan, and other believers that are listening today on radio and that will listen in the future that are praying and standing for Israel. So I want to say thank you. Keep on standing for Israel because it's working. The devil has already been defeated before the foundation of the world. We're going to keep on preaching the gospel no matter what. But it's important if you know how to pray for Israel. And praying for Israel also includes replacement theology that has penetrated into Jerusalem, into other cities of Israel, and is trying to stop the Jewish people from hearing the true written word of God. Amen. I, I sure am glad that you brought this forward. But, you know, here in America, you know, I, when I try to explain, you know, uh, the truth, you know, to people, I run into it all the time because of many of the mainstream, teach, uh, uh, mainstream churches 
have a lot of replacement theology embedded in them, whether it's uh, replacement theology concerning changing the name so that end-time events look like it's about America, or so on and so forth. Or, or it, it, It's in so many different ways. I just had never heard this testimony that you gave tonight, and which is a powerful testimony. And folks, you know, you, you hear me talk all the time. You need to listen to what Jeff says and pray in this manner against this that's coming against Israel back to you, Dave. Well, we have the power. The Bible says that we have power in prayer. You know, you, you know Yeshua got both the world into existence. There's power when we confess words. And the enemy knows that it's all about Israel in the end times. He knows the gospel is going back. So he's going to attack Israel, number one. He's going to attack the church, number one, in order to try, to try to stop God's plan. So if we, I really encourage people, you know, don't, don't believe what a man says. Don't believe what I think. Don't believe what anybody else says. Just read the written word of God. Uh, of course, God can use, uh, you know, believers to speak the truth. But please, check your Bible. Read the Bible in the correct context. And make sure that what you're being taught or what, what's being said is in the Bible. Pray to God for discernment. You know, the Bible says in the book of James, if anyone lacks of wisdom, let him ask, and he shall receive. The Bible also says, ask and you shall receive. It's the will of God. It's the will of God that you know the truth. It's the will of God that you know the written word of God. So based on James asking you shall receive uh, if you lack of wisdom, and based on God's on God's word that he wants you to know the truth. If you ask, the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth to you. It's very important, number one, to read the, uh, the Bible in the correct context. It's very important to read the Bible understanding that it's more spiritual than it is physical. And it's very important to understand that everything was written to Israel in the beginning. But when you become a new covenant believer, when you come in covenant with Israel, and you bless Israel, you become spiritually Israel, and all the blessings apply to you at spiritual Israel. So uh, it's very important to understand that, and it's very important when you pray for Israel to understand that it's an attack on Israel. And you know what? It's, it's, replacement theology is not the only attack. You know, uh, uh, Many people say that you know Israel has not just been replaced by the church. Israel is the, the synagogue of Satan. And they like to base that doctrine based on Revelation 2.9. Well, first of all, if that would be true, that all of Israel is the synagogue of Satan, then Genesis 12.3 is not true. Bless those that bless Israel. The olive tree is not true. The Bible is not true. You might as well go pick up a Quran or some other kind of religious book because you're not reading the true word of God. You're against the word of God. And, uh, you know, that, that's really uh, what I have to say here. I'd like to read uh, Revelation 2.9 because I believe that the synagogue of Satan ties in with replacement theology, it's all a mixture of, uh, of uh, the last days antichrist mission of the enemy to try to attack and destroy Israel. But also, it's um, a danger and a hindrance here in Israel, as I said. So let me read Revelation 2.9. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not but are the synagogue of Satan. Where does it say in that verse that all Jews are the synagogue of Satan? It says very clear over here, I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews. They're not Jews. They say they're Jews. Yes. But are the synagogue of Satan. 
so the words are very clear over there. And uh, the synagogue of Satan is referred to in Revelation 2.9. is referring to a synagogue of Jews who rejected Yeshua the Messiah, severely persecuted real Jewish believers. Uh, the Jews of the synagogue of Satan were probably, they were, you know, Hellenized, meaning they were uh, corrupted by Greek, uh, by Greek uh, paganism, religion. They called themselves Jews. They were not Jews. They were corrupt by the Greek culture. And uh, they were misleading other Jews. That's what it's talking about, where, where it says um, the church, the synagogue of, of Satan. In no way is it talking about Israel today. In no way is it talking about all Jews. It's about Hellenistic uh, uh, believers or, or, or ones that call themselves believers that said they were Jews, but they're not Jews, and they were they were penetrating the lie of being Jews into the synagogue and persecuting the real uh, uh, Jewish uh, believers. Replacement theology is a false teaching that is connected direct with the doctrine of the synagogue of Satan. I want to also say that there's also, a, if, if people are teaching that Israel, the synagogue of Satan, if people are teaching that Israel has been replaced by the church, this can, this can trigger another holocaust. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go with this. Um, you know, I, I have heard, Zev, I've heard so many times over over the years, people pull, that's one of the scriptures they pull out like a gun, is that, well, they're of the synagogue of Satan, without truly listening to the word, word, because you explained it just by simply reading the word. It says that, that say they are Jews and are not. So it's clearly, uh, the scripture doesn't lie. The scripture says, they're saying they're Jews, but they're not, so you can't accuse the Jew of it because the Bible says that they weren't Jews. But what a twist, and people believe it. Uh, it's horrendous. Back to you. Absolutely. You know, and I also read it, and when I do a study of, uh, of the Bible, you know, by His grace and glory, I'm able to read it also in Hebrew because Hebrew is my mother tongue. So when I study a scripture like that, I also read the Hebrew. And it's very clear in Hebrew. They're not Jews. And, uh, and, you know, people just take it and twist it around. Look at the Apostle Paul. When the Apostle, the Apostle Paul, he thought that he was serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob before he was a believer. He thought, he thought that he was uh, doing God a favor, that he was uh, really walking in, in the Spirit by, by persecuting Jewish believers, by right. killing Christians. It wasn't until he had the Damascus Road experience and the Holy Spirit fell on him that he became a believer in Yeshua, but it, it nowhere is it talking that he was uh, that he was part of the of the synagogue of Satan. That has nothing to do with it. It's out of out of scripture. It contradicts scripture. So people really have to be careful when they listen to other people and they take scripture out of out of context. And many times I hear, you know, just uh, uh, this morning I received an email from uh, a new believer in, in Israel, and he, and he keeps on saying, you know, uh, things are not working out for me here. Uh, Satan's attacking me. Satan is going to... I have to tell you, you know, if you're covered by the blood of Yeshua the Messiah, Satan can't touch you. He can try to attack you, but there's no power more stronger than the blood of Yeshua the Messiah. And many times, it's not Satan that's blocking our blessing. We block our own blessing. False doctrine, by teaching false doctrine, by taking scripture out of uh, out of uh, out of context and by being out of His will, it's, it's, that's why it says in John 15, "If you abide in Me, I will abide in you." How do you abide in Yeshua the Messiah? 
being is living word of God. When Yeshua said, if anyone wishes to follow me, he must take up his cross daily and deny himself. What does that mean? It means put Yeshua first. If you don't put Yeshua first, you won't be ready. If you don't put Yeshua first, you won't be you won't meet him in the air. And if you don't bless Israel, you won't have enough oil because oil represents blessing. The door will be shut. And pray that the ones that are listening to this that believe in replacement theology, the Holy Spirit really speak to them and they would turn to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and not stop their own blessing, but open the blessing. The wonderful thing about being a believer and being blessed is that we bless others and the blessing just keeps on flowing over and over again. So stand with Israel, pray for Israel, pray against this replacement theology. As I said, it comes erect from the pit of hell. We are in the end times into Israel, but the good news is that we're seeing revival in Israel. We call it the Kaduri revival because the Jews like to turn to rabbis for interpretation of scripture. So the book, the rabbi who found Messiah, who was the greatest rabbi who lived in Israel in the past 200 years, is leading Jews to the written word of God. And as the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We're seeing massive amounts of revival in Israel. Many of them you can see in picture and video format on our website, messiahofisraelministries.org. Of course, what you see on the Internet, what you get in your newsletters if you sign up on our website, is just a small percentage of what's really happening in Israel. You need to understand, because we're in the end times, because Jews are being attacked, because there is persecution, not everybody's willing to be on video. Not everybody's yeah. willing to be on the format. But the ones who are, are blessing the true bride of Yeshua the Messiah. No matter how much replacement theology is trying to destroy the church, is trying to destroy the true believers in Israel. God is for us. Who can be against us? We will not stop preaching the gospel until all Israel is saved. In Romans 11:26. And as we said, the true Israel is the Jew and Gentile, the one new man. Yes, Amen. Um, and that's that's very true about people in their pictures. You know, I used to, when we first started our ministry, I used to take a lot of pictures. You know, of the people that we ministered to, but. You know that as time goes on, you know, now most of them don't want to have their pictures taken. And people say to me, well, Pastor Dan, how come you don't put all those pictures up that you used to? Well, that's for the reason that you say, Zev, is that they don't want persecuted and, they, you know, at all whatsoever. And so I don't blame them. They don't want their, their pictures or their testimony. But that don't mean people aren't getting help or people aren't getting saved. It's just that it's getting harsher and harsher. I believe that. I don't know about you, Zeb, but I, I know people that are really following the gospel and supporting Israel that are doing the right thing. Those people right now are under extreme persecution. Back to you. You've got about a minute left. Well, yes, as I said before, I thank the believers around the world that are standing with Israel. And really, it's uh, believers like like you and other believers around the world that are supporting our ministry, MessiahIsraelMinistries.org, uh, and enabling us to preach the gospel, because you need to, people need to understand, we're in Israel. We're not getting support from Israel. We're not getting support from the government. We're not getting support from the Orthodox Jews. Our support comes from overseas. So it's very important that believers like you, who are standing with Israel, who understand who the true Israel, who understand the importance of bringing the gospel back to Jerusalem and meeting the Lord in the air and going to the new Jerusalem, that you support our ministry. So if anybody really is felt by, is led by the Holy Spirit, to support our ministry and to help us. We are preaching the gospel. We also give food to uh, to the elderly, to the sick, to the Holocaust survivors. But, you know, the Bible says, Yeshua said, 
Uh, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. So we don't just give them food and love them to hell. We give them the full gospel. And I think that's, uh, that's important to emphasize. You know, it's, it's, you, you give someone food, it's a blessing. But if you give yeah. them food without the gospel, you're loving them to hell. So, you know, yeah. we give them the full gospel, and that's what the ministry is all about. We preach to Orthodox Jews, we preach to our brothers of, of the Arabs, we go to mosques, we preach to Muslims, because we believe that, uh, you know, our, the Arabs also have the blessing of Ishmael. The only way there's going to be any peace in the Middle East, whether it's temporary now, is through Yeshua the Messiah, and eternal, the bride of Yeshua the Messiah, the one who falling to the olive tree is through Yeshua the Messiah. So we preach also to the Arabs, and we're seeing great success there. Praise the Lord. We give all the glory to Yeshua the Messiah. We're small people with a big God. And again, uh, visit us at MessiahOfIsraelMinistries.org. Look at our videos. Sign up to get our email letters. Send us your prayer requests. We pray for you in Jerusalem. All right. Uh, and may the Lord bless you and all you're doing also, Pastor Dan. Well, and, amen. Uh, well, we're going to have to cut it off. We're we're out of time. I got less than a minute. But folks, uh, go check him out. Messiah of Israel Ministries dot org. There will be a link on our website. Thanks a lot, Zeb. I, I love you, brother, and we'll be praying for you. And we'll do this again soon. You be blessed. Bye bye. I love you too, Pastor Dan. And shalom. Shalom. Okay, folks. Pray about it. Go over there and look at his website. Like I always tell you, it, it, you may want what greater thing that we could do. We, uh, you know, get a bus the people that that the Father wants to return and 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 uh, he's going to set his feet on the Mount Olives. But I got to get out of here. Pray for Messiah's branch. We must remember there is only one God. That's the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is your Father. And Yeshua, His Son, gave His life for repentant sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. How can you not be if you have the Holy Spirit residing in you? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. In this case, pray for what Zeb was asking. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, asking the Shir Hamashiach's name, that the Father blesses and keeps you. And his face shines upon you and is gracious to you and gives you peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do either. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had now in the street. They all need what you need for aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate on
online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316-619-4886. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19. 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AV2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed. 
closed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their heads. Too many can do either. Messiah's Branch at Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children, once at home, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of
Well, you know he's got to be a dry farmer of some sort. But, you know, he's dedicated his whole life to, to really understanding what the dirt is, and we're going to discuss is chemical fertilizers the same as vaccinating our children with. Hmm. Uh, so I, I'm, I haven't been given any cues, so I'll tell you a little a little story that I made up before the show started. Dust to dust, dirt to dirt. Then along came Jones, who was from the government. Now, John, Adam, speak up, and then I'll introduce everybody, because I know that you guys may be there, but I can't hear you breathing. I hate it when I can't hear you breathing. All right, John, are you there? Your signal is sort of garbled a little bit. Adam? Underwater is. I do not know why. John, are you there? Richard, are you there? Okay. Uh, Bruce Lipton, are you there? Uh, Muhammad Ali, are you there? This only gives me an idea of the people I invited to tonight's show. Um, so, we, you know, for the last almost a millennium, we've been discussing vaccines. And the reason we've been discussing vaccines is because we can't really find any evidence of why we do it, except that it makes a whole lot of money for some pharmaceutical people. You know, they get filthy rich. We can't we can't really sue them unless they make our kids go funny. You know, they set up a fund and they have judges, but I mean if your kid went funny, your kid went funny. You know, if a mother says my kid went funny, then believe the mother if the kid went funny. They know the kid. The doctors don't know the kids. There's the legislators who want to vaccinate everybody, they don't know the kid. By the way, this is this is a stretch, so anybody who's joining us can jump in and say, by the way, I'm here. Evidently, <laughs> no one's there. Adam, what did you do? You're, you're, you're even worse. You sound like you're speaking in Paris. All right, all right, we'll, we, we'll still be here. Please join us again. All right, so those people, oh, by the way, if someone wants to actually call at our choice of salsa, uh, I've got a number for you. Hang on. Right over here. Right over here. Yeah, 855-566-3738. Okay. And, and hang on just one minute. Talk amongst yourselves. Adam, say something. Or Frank, just uh, hang on one second. Okay. Want to call now? That's who, who want to call and, and complain that we're causing the chemtrails. We're not. Uh, if, if you want to call and complain because you're allergic to everything, we're not the cause of that either. Um, if you want to call and, and uh, object to our choice of uh, English language, uh, that's fair. Everyone always wants to, you know, question the way you deliver something. Adam, are you back? Johnny? You don't? Know, it's 
someone's out there they can call because it sounds like they come in and round it up all of our people, including our guests. It's the number one. Patrick, your guest is on board, sir. Patrick, John, you're there. Okay, and who else is here? George is here. Who is? I'm here. Richard? Okay. Did I hear George? Yes, you did. All right. Now, you're going to, I want you to introduce yourself, and I even want you to give your uh, email, your web address. You know, in spite of all of the shenanigans that we pull off, uh, George is concerned about your being able to grow anything. So, George, if you would introduce yourself and sort of give us a you know, uh, minute and 30 second bio, you're from Texas. Sure. Uh, uh-huh. Then we'll shut up. All right. This is our guest, George, and it's Alt Delt. Uh huh. Alt Delt. Yes. All right. Uh, can you ready to just uh, say who I am and where I'm from and that sort of stuff? Yeah. And whether or not you're wanted for any felonious activities. <laughs> oh, no. I spent years as a carny hiding out from the law. Law kidding, of course. Uh, no, I grew up in Texas. Uh, grandparents. <laughs> hey, you don't know how funny that is. is. <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. Yeah, my grandparents were, uh, they did a little bit of farming. They were cow-calf operators, as were all of my uncles. Uh, My mom and dad had a small farm. They also raised cattle. Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm one of the last of the generation raised on grass-fed feed. A youngster, there were no feedlots. I went to the University of Texas. I studied cellular and molecular biology, and population and environmental biology. Really? And, uh, yes, I've studied those things and haven't stopped studying them, even though I did not take my degree. Uh, I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I kind of left the year they instituted computerized registration. It's yeah. so full of glitches that I'm surprised they did no more suicides than they did. Yeah, the, uh, thank you for that little bio. But the interesting thing about it is, um, you know, the whole vaccination thing, some people say is just a matter of population control. And I didn't know that we had invited a, an expert in population on the show. Well, um, I have studied population, and I do want you to know that there's some very interesting things about population study. Uh, and I suppose one of the most interesting things to emerge uh, is a recurring phenomenon within population. And if you get this in a few places, uh, you'll run into it. Um, but um, anytime you have a population, whether it's jellyfish or whether it's uh, microbes growing on agar-agar in a petri dish, or whether it's rats, who, by the way, are uh, remarkably like us, uh, you can, if, if you give them unlimited access to food, unlimited access to water and bedding, uh, but you don't give them unlimited access uh, to uh, location and things to grow, uh, kind of like the situation you're in on the planet, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the population will grow at an increasing rate. Uh, 
And if you have a, an XY axis, you know, the crosshairs axis, as it moves horizontally along the axis, population begins to increase in an upward scale curve. And normally, uh, there are limitations within the environment that cause the population to plateau. There are pressures that keep them in check. Uh, there's, you know, a number of balances, and, and usually it's predation. And the interesting thing about predators, like in the case of uh, wolves and caribou, or wolves and deer, as in the case of Estes Park in Colorado, uh, the, the best thing that any population of ungulates has going for it, and these are, you know, moose, deer, uh, caribou, all that sort of thing, the best thing they've got going for them are the wolves. Uh, the wolves are picking off uh, the weak, particularly the unfit, uh, and they're not taking the the champions of the species, the alpha males. They don't they don't come close to those. Um, they're they're taking out all the you know the the ones who can't really make it, and that's given us magnificent population of caribou, moose, elk, deer, etc. Uh, and the case in point. And, and bear with me for a moment, is Estes Park in the mid-1800s in Colorado. Uh, there was a place in Colorado called Estes Park, and the deer hunting was fabulous. It was like unlimited amount of game. Um, and so a, a number of the higher-ups decided, well, you know, it would be even better if we got rid of the wolves. So they put a $2 bounty <laughs> per year on a wolf. And the... Uh, the the bounty worked, and two dollars <laughs> was an extraordinary amount. I mean, we're doing the same thing right now with West Yellowstone and Yellowstone Park. And, you know, the uh, uh, if you're related to a wolf, you can have compassion for them. If you don't understand the biology, you may hate them. Right, especially if you don't understand the biology. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you know, to get back to that story, uh, the bounty worked very well. The, Wolf population was decimated. The population yeah. of deer exploded. They ate all the food, and in fact, there was so little food after that that the deer began eating the bark off of the trees and Those killing trees. the trees. Yeah. And and then the deer population collapsed from disease uh, and other environmental factors. You know, really loss of habitat. And right. to this day. Estes Park has not returned to its former population numbers in, in the deer that, that dwell there. That's and Donald Rumsfeld's fault. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know... Donald, Donald Rumsfeld has a condo in Estes Park, and that's why the deer haven't been allowed back. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, he's got them all hooked on aspartame because it is addictive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, if, you want to, if you want to reduce the deer population, just give them aspartame, they'll get really fat. Yeah, and, you know, that's, uh, that's a nice segue into something that's very disturbing. Uh, in Texas, uh, uh, there's a Texas-based grocery store chain called H-E-B. Uh, its founder is Henry E. Buck, German last name. Hang on, hang on. I want, you, I want you to back up and repeat that, because if I didn't hear it, someone in the audience didn't hear it also. So going okay. back to the butt of the story, start over. All right. In Texas, uh, there's a huge grocery store chain called H-E-B. 
and it's named after the founder, Henry, middle initial E, last name, Butts, B-U-C. And it could be a shortened version of Buttsberger. Uh, that's an old German name. But these are German immigrants. They lived in Kerrville. That's where he started his first grocery store. Well, H-E-B, uh, through the years, has become better at what they do. But lately, in a number of products that they sell for babies, uh, it's laced with aspartame. Or how do you pronounce it? You're, let me hear your pronunciation. Artemé is what they say in Australia. Uh, and Mark's not here to correct me about Australia. So, uh, but it's uh, aspartame is what really covers the thing. You know, aspartame sounds wonderful, but aspartame sounds like it's going to do some serious damage, and it does. Right, you know, it does. It's a neurotoxin. You know, when I first got sort of involved in this little procedure, uh, I got involved in the uh, judicial system, and I got a chance to talk to girls who went afoul of the law. Guess what their favorite drink was? Soda water sweetened with aspartame. Yeah, Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. Right. And they all all complained about being 50 pounds overweight, and that's what they all and they never ate sugar. They just drank all this Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke all day long. Um, Our biology, I mean, I wanted to get around to this, and you're going to bring this to us really very quickly. Our biology is set at conception, whether you're a rat or a human or a Republican or a Democrat. Your biology is set at conception. It's no longer your mother's biology. It's no longer your father's biology. It's your biology. Individual, unique in the universe. And as you go along, if you don't let Jones from the government or the FDA or the CDC screw you up, you can live an infinite amount of time. Air, water, sunlight, uh, exercise, food, and you can live for a very long time. You know, the, the uh, people in the audience don't know that George uh, rode to this meeting on a horse. He, he loves horses quite a bit. <laughs> right. So, uh, yes. Yeah, what's the yeah, oldest what horse? Texas rides a horse. Yeah, what's the oldest horse you've ever known? I've known some 22-year-old horses. And, you know, when that, uh, if, if, if Doug, and there was a guy that was on uh, Timpani before you, and he was saying he wants to get all the dogs back to 20 years, damn it. Right. You know, they get them from the, it, it, that's, there's, there's, that's a long uh, time. Wolves, yeah, wolves don't live to be 105 years old. I haven't met any. But we have a study member who's 104 who drives sure. in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, I'd be careful where you go there. You know, she, she I mean, they made her, they, they stripped her, her before they gave her her license back. Wow. She loved it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the uh, I, I gave you fair warning, which I never do. Is the use of chemical fertilizers and genetically modified stuff the same as vaccinating our children. Well, in many ways it is. Um, it's undermining the immune system of the human creature. Uh, and, and since that's tonight's subject, and I want you to know we've got two stories open here. One is what happens to populations when they're allowed to grow in an unlimited fashion, and there's a, a 
And he was, as far as I know, Dr. Howell was one of the first ones to start. But he did say just what you did. He said your enzymes is like a bank account. You know, you've got so much enzymes in your body you're born with, and as you deplete them, then you have uh, deprivation, you know, at a certain point in your life. So right. I but believe supplementation. Yeah, John, it's the minerals that make the enzymes. Well, true. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I mean, this is, uh, there are, and George has never heard me say this, there's 24 minerals of life, and Mel and Doug, the same guys from the, from the government, <laughs> took them away, you know, took, took sulfur away from us. The rest of them they completed, but they just came in and took sulfur right away from us. They took teddy bears. I mean, they were vicious. They came in at night. It were ruthless. And, you know, so since 1954, if you want to look at charts and have a gay time, uh, what Linus Pauling said about all of our modern diseases being the result of a missing mineral can be demonstrated on uh, any good chart because it's all of them are going up and up and up and up. And, and Hippocrates never described them in the 4th century BC. They're modern diseases. I say that because it goes beyond the current uh, contemporary line of polling. Remember we well, hang on, though, because here comes the rain. We'll see everyone. Don't go anywhere. The day that the rain came down, a mother again. No more lilacs could bloom. No. Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LND, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. 
Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Join us is because it's Mardi Gras somewhere. Okay, so 
But, you know, we, we're on a, on, a, on a very vital point because if we grow food to eat, then we're using the same minerals that your, your John's father, was it Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L? That's correct, Edward Howell, Dr. Edward Howell. But, and then I was, I was listening to uh, someone, I think his name was Mercola, on the discussion about vaccines talking about people who get old and their bones get brittle. Well, it's because they're, they're the other bank, their bones. Enzymes are our bank. Bones are our bank. If you don't rebuild both, you break the bank. And remember that Dr. Edward Howard was talking about enzyme potential, not just taking the enzymes, but you had to have the ability to convert it and have the potential to utilize them. That's a marker of old age when you can't. Well, um, think about the potential of water in the same regard. Yes. I, I had someone tell me today that no matter how much water I drink, I don't assimilate any of it. Okay, well, my immediate question is, well, how much water is that? But, you know, is there some validity to that? That has a grain of truth. Uh, like, you'll actually, uh, if you are, for instance, anemic, you're the, uh, blood, the uh, fluid will go out of the blood and give you edema. So the more anemic you are, the more edema you are potential. And, of course, that water is unusable. Yeah. It's not in the lymph and it's not in the blood. It's in the in-between state, in the interstitial fluid. Which reminds me of, a, of something you may be able to help with because I know you're so fond of live oaks. George has a concern about the fungus that attacks live oak trees only in certain parts of Texas. Is that true, George? Yes, that's true. We got a lot of this stuff, and I, I'll tell you what the name is. I'm still working on the correct pronunciation. <laughs> but it's Cerasitis Bagatarium, and I got a lot to say about that, and we're not getting any help from our ads. Oh, we don't want to. Well, I just suggested it to Adam because they, they love oak trees on Paris. <laughs> I, I got a suggestion about, about I, you know, may not work, but, but it's cheap to experiment. It okay. is um, a great thing for fungal infections of people is iodine. Correct. And, you know, I'm guessing that in Texas there's not a whole lot of iodine in the soil. Why do you think that? And I wonder what would happen if somebody put some iodine in the soil around these oak trees to have a fungal infection. Well, that's so why it's a wonderful thing to wonder, and that's exactly where I went with it when I first started working on this. Oh, okay. And what what was the result of that? The trees are uh, doing fine. So far, they have not contracted any kind of oh, okay. uh, serotonin bacterium. Okay. Oh, watch that. You better go stop using that kind of language. This is for children. <laughs> um, the, you know, the suggestion that I made regarding the uh, yellow dirt is uh, the drip line. Just sprinkle yellow dirt. The, the, the rain will, you know, take the sulfur into the soil. The, 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 uh, the tips of the roots are most familiar with the tips of the growing cycle of the tree where the fungus happens. George, that was one of the questions I was going to query you on as far as the uh, 
as far as backup, I had the first question was, is this fund just attacking all varieties of, uh, of uh, these uh, of these trees, or is it just uh, certain varieties? And the in uh, the second question is, what form of iodine? Because you talked about it in some pony, but how do you is regular iodine, or can you get it from a commercial source for application, agricultural application? Well, you can get agricultural sources of it, but let me answer the first question. Uh, every kind of oak tree can get. It is possible that they'll get Ceratocystis uh, phagosterium, and we just call it oak wilt from here on out. Um, yeah, thanks. But the live oak seems to be affected more than any of the others, but they can all get it. As far as uh, the, the formulation that I'm using, is all the trace minerals. Uh, we are using small amounts of the uh, of the seaweed. Uh, yes. Uh, seaweed product, and the the idea being that you're getting all the minerals in food. Right. Remember about iodine is you don't want to overuse that in a soil system. Iodine is a very potent bacteria. Antibiotic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's antibiotic. Antibiotic. So you don't want to wipe out your populations that are in the soil because that's really what's getting uh, all the minerals into the roots of the plant. You want to keep those levels relatively small, but you want to keep them there. It's sort of like sure there is it's, something there. George, isn't it, and if we you know, use the soil and a horse's gut and our gut, it's sort of like our gut. If we don't have the bacteria and we don't have the flora and fauna in our gut, then our gut sort of says, well, I've become a smoothie, and I don't eat that stuff anymore. And, oh, okay. and you're breaking up just a little bit. What is it you don't eat anymore? Oh, that stuff. Well, your stomach just doesn't process what you're putting into it. It just passes. You know, and I don't think it is, it's the same is true with plants, um, because they've got everything sort of backwards compared to us. You know, they breathe with their leaves, and, uh, and and they depend on chlorophyll more than we do. But but it's still the same biology. It's symbiotic. We, you know, no plants, no man. Oh, no bees, you know, no man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, in the I, case of uh, in the case of the uh, scientific amnesia, the U.S. Army announced during the Second World War that they could kill anthrax with spray with an onion spray. And it was all over the news and Time Magazine, every place else. It seems to have been forgotten about anthrax. But yeah. onions also works for fungi. So why wouldn't uh, some kind of an onion spray, just like the U.S. Army used to use, they'd, they'd spray an entire house or a building that they would occupy during the Second World War with it, and it worked fine. Killed all the anthrax. Why not fungi? Well, that's a good question. I don't... Okay. It's, it's about that. making sure that, that you can control the fungi... Um, to say, for instance, the live oak, uh, uh, the, the fungus is in the vascular system of that tree. Yeah. And uh, it, once it's in the veins, when it hits the leaves, it causes the so-called venial narcosis. In other words, the veins die. They can't supply the leaves. The whole highway system is stopped. And uh, there were some pretty good results from spraying uh, potassium on the leaves because that's the first thing that the leaf starts to starve for uh, when the when the uh, fungus really takes over is it starves for potassium. 
but it's because of the vascular system that's supplying it. And apparently, uh, you know, having a wonderful time with all the potassium that's in that sap, and it's depriving the tree of that. This uh, spray, um, uh, a seaweed spray on the leaves and get the tree to come back, but it was kind of a stopgap. It was later understood that you weren't really stopping the planting. Um, you know, my approach was to make the tree strong so the fungus never could get a foothold. Right. And small amounts of iodine do that. All the trace minerals do that. The trace minerals are the, it's the key to um, being able to create the phenolic compounds and the terpenes, a whole array of things that plants need to defend themselves with, defend themselves against pathogens, against bugs chewing on the yeah. leaves. All of that's dependent on what that plant can make. Right, and what it eats. Now, and I've got right, what, what it can absorb through its roots. Now, the thing you've got to remember is that there's an array of things happening here. One is we've lost the vast migratory birds that used to come up from the coast all across Texas, way deep into the United States. Uh, that's changed. We don't have the passenger pigeons, and we don't have those vast flocks of birds that would come. And we don't even have the vast bat populations that we used to have. Uh, a bat, uh, Mexican pigtails, there's lots of big caves that are still active with bats. Uh, they traveled from the caves in Central Texas all the way to the coast, eating mosquitoes all the way, and then on the coast it's really a big feast, and then they come all the way back feeding, and they light in trees, and the, the ground is blessed with uh, some heap of bat. In other words, right. that's wild. All right, now, you're, now, you're, now you'll understand why I want to interrupt. All those things you mentioned are sulfur, except for the other minerals. The bat guana is sulfur. Sulfur is all about poop. Everybody's poop. Doesn't matter what species you are, it's all about the poop. And, and, it's, and it's that movement that allows the movement to continue going on. You know, you mentioned the arteriosclerosis in the trees. Well, yeah, if you can allow the uh, soil and xylem to get moving again, well, the tree has a chance to survive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the human body. You know, in, in 16 years, we haven't killed anybody. You know, it, it sounds like it's a sick joke, but no, we've tried, but we haven't killed anybody. All of our trees are alive. You know, it, 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 if, you, if you put the sulfur back in and you get the oxygen in, if you leave anything, almost anything of reason, you get the necessary nutrients and you will not continue to degenerate away. And that's anybody who's over the age of 25. They're in their degenerative phase. And if you can start regenerating your cells, you stop degenerating. I'd get out of the mortician business if, if I were a person who was in the mortician business. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, um, yeah, all of this is, you know, happening on a day-to-day basis, but we're, you know, incrementally reducing it. Uh, and reducing the minerals. One of the things in this product that I sell that, as I always say, may help prevent oak wilt is sulfur. And you're talking about the so-called yellow dirt, which is a great oh, yeah, And, and exactly. it's the sulfur intended for the plant. Right. 
right. I mean, all plants use sulfur. It's one of the most frequently recommended materials in a soil analysis. They'll look at it and they'll look at your sulfur levels, and then the first thing you know, they're saying, right off the bat, you need to put sulfur 2,000, 1,000 square feet, or whatever, depending yeah. on how deficient it is. Now, you yeah. get a really good lab, and that's one of the things they focus on. By the way, did, did, your, did, your, did your solution crystallize? Yes, it did. Fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. George, I've got a scenario I'd like to suggest yes. to you because one of the questions I was going to query on was how to increase soil aerobes. Now, our whole focus is on oxygen, and we've been questioned to get scientific proof, but we believe that, that sulfur is the oxygen transport mineral. Now, with that understood, uh, we go back 84 years ago to our old friend, Otto Warburg, who proved that cancer. Now, cancer a 35% reduction of oxygen on the cellular level. So if we're looking at these oak trees coming down with fungus, and if you look at cancer in the human beings uh, specifically, you look at these different doctors who, like Tullio Pimacini says that it's, it's fungus, and uh, Doug Coughlin says it's fungus, and all these other doctors are claiming that cancer is fungus. And if it's in Warburg out of Nobel Prize, so if it's a deficiency of oxygen, is it possible we can get these soil arrows or some type of oxygen, i.e. sulfur, into the soil around the oak trees and eliminate the fungus? Because, uh, you know, fungus to me is just oxygen deprivation. So what you're taking? Well, sure. I mean, you've got two things happening here. You've got air-breathing microbes that live in the soil, and then the trees are actually uh, the opposite. They're the uh, opposite of air or op oxygen, which is carbon dioxide. And they have huge stores of carbon dioxide in and around their roots. Many, many times, well, I say that, many times the parts per million that, you, that occur in the atmosphere. But that's good because that's what they want. And this is, um, uh, in so many ways, handled by the available sulfur. And one is a reflection of the other. The air-breathing microbes are a reflection of the carbon dioxide that is released by the roots of the plant. The carbon dioxide is given off so it can combine with moisture, so it can create carbonic acid, so that it can actually dissolve the minerals out of whatever is lying about as a waste product, whether it's minerals or last year's leaves. All of this is the weak carbonic acid that does the work of um, you know, demineralizing that tree uh, by making all those minerals soluble through their exposure to carbonic acid, which comes from carbon dioxide. And it's a big deal. And it's all over the place. You've got one set of critters, you know, mimicking or mirroring the other set of critters. And, uh, you know, now I'm referring to the tree's roots as a set of critters. But it's actually a very complex habitat set up by the roots, the sugars that they're giving off, the seed microbes, carbon dioxide they're giving off to help dissolve minerals. And then, of course, you've got to have air in that same soil because the air-breathing microbes have to have it. So one of the questions is, well, how does the air get in the soil? And that's a very simple process. Go ahead. Isn't the soil in Texas pounded and cramped down so hard that it's, it's like cement? How does the air get into it? The air gets into it by changes in barometric pressure. All right. Now, I, I, I want to I want to take this back to the the whole conditions. You know, not just the plants, not just the animals. Um, 
what we haven't discussed is what the plants poop. They poop oxygen. And they do it in a gap. They're, they're farting all the time. These plants are just farting from the stoma under the underside of their leaves or from the pine needles. Just a constant spark of oxygen. And if it weren't for that, it's like the bees. And, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's all the cycles. And man, in his infinite wisdom, is doing his best to make sure he can break all the cycles so that he can, they can get together with a guy named Midas and eat gold. Right. Exactly. That's what they think they can do. But I'm so glad you brought that up about the oxygen being pooped out of that tree. What's happening, uh, and, and you may already know this about plant physiology, the minerals required for moving the oxygen out of the tree and actually uh, breaking carbon dioxide down into carbon so that it can utilize carbon to make long hydrogen, uh, everything from uh, fats to sugars to carbohydrates to lignans, polysaccharides, the polysaccharides are being generated by the microbes in the soil. Those are all extremely important materials, all made out of carbon, and that carbon, which is manufactured by the tree from carbon dioxide, guess what mineral makes it all happen? One you don't hear much about. It's magnesium? Not magnesium, but manganese. Manganese, oh. none of us would be here if it weren't for the element of manganese. That's, that's how that happens. And guess what glyphosate does to microbes that clean up the manganese? It kills those microbes. Well, you know, because there's the people who, who 
have all the money, why convince us that if we're not all vaccinated, then we'll go back to the day of Jenner and we'll, we'll die of smallpox. Now, when was the last time you heard of anybody dying of smallpox? And it was eradicated even before they made the virus, you know, the, the vaccine. Brian, this is talking about cowpox. The cowpox is actually an inoculation, not really a vaccine. Well, and here's the thing. Rabies uh, is a live virus. What they're making in the lab is God knows what, but it's all synthetic. Now, I'm sorry, George, I forgot to ask you. Is there a lot of your cellular biology which is synthetic? I'm sorry, ask me that again. I couldn't make it out. Is your personal cellular biology synthetic? Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's not synthetic. It's uh, nature-made. Okay, so, you know, but that's the, uh, but our, our dear friends, the 1% mascots, wonderful, guys and girls, you know, for them to make money, it's important for them to make sure that they can decrease the population because that's what they believe. That's their opinion. Too many damn kids, too many pregnant mothers, too many drunken men, too many derelicts, you know, too many people on the dole. Why can't they be like us? Bring the car around, James.
closed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their heads. Too many need Jesus. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had now in the streets. They all need what you need for first aid, beds, food, clothing, and You can send a monetary gift or a box of your medicine to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 6051. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Got a package full of wishes. A time machine, a magic wand, a globe made out of gold. No instructions or commandments. Laws of gravity or indecision to uphold. Printed on the box I see. Acme's build a world to be. Take a chance, grab a piece. Help me to believe it. What kind of world do you want? Think it, think, let's start at the start. Build master, peace, 
wish for history stop.
you know, we're, yeah, we're capable of bringing our we're capable human beings. We, 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 we don't, uh, you know, when they take all the wolves away and we don't eat all the food that we can't, you know, because the deer can't eat each other. I've never seen deer eat each other. But, you know, the, the food chain has to go on, but there's a cooperation. You know, uh, I don't know much about my Cherokee ancestry except that they lived in harmony with the land. You know, yes, and they were so utterly attractive that Sam Houston ran away from his family and his culture to be adopted by the Cherokees at the age of 14. Sam Houston is the guy who became an attorney. He was a senator from Tennessee. He also formulated the Texas Plan, which fought uh, uh, Santa Ana for the right to justice. I don't know if you know this about Sam Houston, but he lost a case to a Mexican magistrate when Texas was still part of Mexico. And the other attorney said, well, didn't you know you're supposed to bribe the magistrate? And Sam Houston was incensed. Uh, it had never occurred to him to bribe the magistrate. That's well, how he lost his case. I have to ask this question, and I, you may not know the answer. Where did he go to law school? Uh, I do not know the answer to that. Okay, uh, next we'll tell everybody exactly where Sam Houston went to law school, because, I, you know, I think we ought to follow that law school. Maybe it rubs up on some of the other guys. <laughs> Uh, well, Sam Houston was a constitutionalist, and he understood that this was a representative republic. And he wrote the Constitution of Texas, and it is modeled after the United States Constitution, the exception that there is a great deal more protection and provision with regard to law enforcement. George Lucher, contemporary Texan constitutionalist. Ted Cruz, first Republican announcement for for president. Um, well, that would be. Um, uh, uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on. We want, we want to want to. <laughs> excuse me. We want to talk about biology, not pathology. Ron Paul to answer your question. Yeah, that's part of the pathology, and it, you know, and the. Uh, uh, the, uh, in spite of the fact that Hillary sent me a whole bunch of deleted emails, I have no favorites except for the people, the people in India, the people in Russia, the people in, you know, our study is not just around the corner. I mean, it's 72 countries that's called us. We don't exist. All these people that you mentioned, all these, especially... Africa, they're dying from uh, contaminated fat meat. By the way, before we go on, uh, George, can we just go back? We we didn't define vaccine versus. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That was my fault, John. I apologize. George, can you pick that up? Uh, one, sure. and two. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you can start with the flu vaccine. What a what a numbskull idea that is. You're trying to vaccinate against something that that mutates so fast you're never going to actually be able to pin it down and create a vaccine. It's just stupid to try. Why is the same effort being put into building people's immune systems? That's where you want to start. When you build immune systems by allowing childhood diseases like lumps, measles, and chickenpox, you don't vaccinate against those. That's really dumb. And I'm not the only one who sees that and thinks that. To make sure those kids survive, 
measles, mumps, and chickenpox, you build their immune system. Well, I want to interrupt again, George. Didn't you say that your folks, when you were not running from the carnivals or the carnies, actually grew things in the ground without chemicals? Oh, absolutely. My grandfather was... Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're raising your right hand and swaying by that, right? Correct? Sure, yeah. Yeah, they raised cattle. They raised farm crops. Yeah, and it, uh, but the, um, with the carpetbaggers from the Civil War didn't really know what to do, but they knew that they could sell the chemicals that were a result of the Civil War. The same thing that blows things up supposedly makes things grow. Oh. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, you're talking about nitrates, and nitrate fertilizers made from the explosives of nitrates. And that didn't hang on, hang on, hang on, sir. Excuse me. I, I, forgive me, friends. I'm hearing that. Uh, caller from Indiana, please forgive us for not hearing that you were there. Uh, please give us your name and, and your Social Security number and whether or not you carry a box and all that sort of thing. Yes, this is Ted. I'm not going to give you my Social Security number. That's secret. <laughs> but anyway, uh, first of all, I want to state that uh, me and Richard have something in common. We're both Hoosiers. <laughs> but anyway, um, I got my uh, sulfur from Patrick Timpone. And I started it today, and I want to make sure I got, kind of got the protocol down on this. I, I took a teaspoon and mixed it with 12 ounces of water and drank that down right away. And then I yep. continued to drink water all day. And yep. then in the early evening, I took another teaspoon and took that down right away and then finished off with water until you go to bed. Um, my question is, with all the water I'm taking in during the day, would it be of any benefit to have, like, a liquid mineral supplement in that? Uh, some people do that, but what I would do to make this, you know, the, the thing that you were leaving out in the discussion is that time that you were in La La Land dreaming, because if you're getting up to pee, you're not in La La Land. So all the water you, you're talking about, which is one half of your body weight in ounces right. of water, if you weigh 185, you weigh more than that. How much do you weigh? Well, I'm right at 150, and that's what I that's what I had computed as to how much I would need to drink during the day. That's, that's 75 ounces of water. But do it before the sun goes down. Oh. Adam can yeah, Adam can talk your arm off as far as circadian rhythms are concerned, but he doesn't drink water. Patrick, but, you know, if, if, yeah. Patrick, if this guy is a newbie. Uh, you might want to uh, reinforce the fact uh, of the window for nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. Um, I didn't. Anybody? I didn't hear much of that, John. You broke up a little bit. No, I'm saying you might want to say the the window there for uh, nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals oh, okay. between the both yeah. adjustments. Yeah. Uh, if you take anything else, uh, then wait 30 minutes before you do that. Because right, right. I understand. The, okay, then we're yeah, that's covered. And then, and then, so really, make sure that Patrick's not to pull your trying not to pull your leg, and I'm not trying to pull your leg, and John's not trying to pull your leg. Photograph your face, because in seven years, if your mother can't recognize you, I apologize. Well, I really look pretty good now. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so this is what we hear from the girls. You know, that's what we okay, but that's fine. I, I love a handsome man. You know. Uh, but, one uh, thing, one thing, I, I do take iodine and I do take selenium. 
uh, I think those are both valuable things to take. We would never ask anybody to stop taking anything. We only try to kill you off with sulfur. But but she said those those hours of doing this is what's important. So for before our sun sunset. Well, yeah. By the time that you go to sleep, if you've gotten all the water in before the sun goes down, then you can sleep. You're not getting up to eliminate water. Ah. And then okay. you, in the morning, you're, you're very. Okay, can I throw in a comment about the mineral supplement that he has? Sure, because yes, and because you would, you know, this, you, this is our dirt man. Hey, go ahead, George. No, no, this is Dan. Oh, yeah, I take trace minerals. I'm sorry. Dan Cobb is joining the show late. This is Dr. The, the one needle acupuncturist from Santa Fe. So, Dan, please, you have mentioned it. Yeah, um, I, my experience, you know, well, I, I started taking a sulfur about two months ago, and and I'm I'm an acupuncturist. So I got a lot of patients. I have started to recommend the sulfur to a lot of patients, but I feel obligated to find out what happens if you take too much, because. I need to find out what happens if I take too much because what happens if I recommend it to some to a patient who is marginally mineral deficient but yeah. still functioning adequately well. <clears throat> you know, what will what will the effect be? And my conclusion is that generally I should I have started recommending that people that take sulfur take a multimineral supplement um, to compensate for not only the, if, you know, if you tell them they've got to take all that water, okay, to get the toxicity out that comes with the sulfur, but also there's a sulfating of minerals that, you know, uh, Patrick argues whether or not it really occurs, but I think it does. Well, that's, so I think that's you lose where minerals I'm, two different ways. I would have personally experienced a mineral deficiency as a result of taking relatively large doses of sulfur. Well, I just okay. wondered if all this was going to have any kind of a, not a big, but maybe a small chelating effect. Yeah, I, I, I agree with the idea that how can it hurt to take a mineral supplement, a, a mineral supplement when you're taking sulfur? It can, I don't think it, it can it, hurt, it, but it could help. Hang on, Dan, 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 let me, let me just because of the time factor, let me just shorten this for a second. The, uh, when, when people call us, they're doing all kinds of things. They're doing mineral supplements. They're doing coffee hammers. They're doing all, you know, they're doing all these things, and we don't tell them to stop doing anything, right? Including adding sulfur or a mineral thing to their diet. Uh, John's trying to uh, weasel away uh, into us for uh, uh, Joe Wallace, you know, because there's no sulfur in Wallace minerals. Well, duh. Oh, really? Yeah, which combines with everything. No, it's just like, one, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get off here, Patrick, but I have... You know, you're, you're, you're the caller. We're just, you know, we're just discussing how much... We're not such a quick question. Where's the coffee company? Yeah. Yeah, well, I need to talk. That's one of the questions I was going to ask. I want to know if Richard has got, uh, if he sells the sulfur, because I'm in Fort Wayne, and I could come oh, down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's uh, one of the best cities in Indiana. Well, next month. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I tell everybody, generally speaking, if they want to save money, just buy some spiraling and take it every day. Three to six <laughs> tablets. And uh, that 
tell us about anything, and then uh, have them eat uh, plenty of cashews and uh, uh, different types of nuts. Uh, you know, uh, they're all good for you, uh, better than others. But uh, then uh, sprouts are excellent. Yeah, and they'll pick it up through a lot of their food if they'll eat enough vegetables. Just get them to eating a lot of vegetables. Richard, the, the caller wanted your phone number. Oh, can I get the answer from We're, we're, we're all part of a big cycle, and, 
need to make sure we have to understand the cycle so we can allow our great-grandchildren and their great-grandchildren and their great-grandchildren to enjoy life. So, you can always keep up a really good work here. We'll keep listening, and I'm going to get down there and uh, give our Richard here. Thank you very much. All okay. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, you know, the... Uh, the whole conversation brought us right back to our guests. I just love these segues. I just think they're so grand, especially that I didn't have to pay anybody to write them. Um, you know, uh, Genesis 2-2, the Lord, God, the Lord God formed man from the depths of the ground. Now, that may be the, you know, Judeo-Christian version, but it's also sort of the Maori version. It's also sort of the Polynesian version. It's also sort of the African version. They're all sort of the same. They all understood that we came from the dirt. And, uh, you know, when you when you make your living from the dirt, you, isn't that how you make a living, or do you run brothels? No, I'm, I make a living from uh, reforming dirt components. Aha. So, oh, you, oh, you're in the dirt? You really make dirt? Oh, no, this is grand. grand. Right. Now, the... Uh, we start with things that God made. Well, uh, that's, except for the things that they synthesize, isn't that everything? Sure. Uh, well, did you ask a question? No, that was, was rhetorical. Go ahead, John. Okay. Oh, I have a question, George, because that was my leading question, uh, listening to Tony, and I says, well, what kind of therapy? Because you're talking, they were talking, you guys were talking about raised bed uh, gardening, which I recommend. That's great. But then you said to take the grass underneath remove it, which I didn't understand why. And number two, to don't use that dirt and because of the lead content. And I'm saying, okay, well, where are we going to get dirt to put in that raised bed? So those are my two questions. Sure. Well, around here, you you would have to go to a purveyor of soil to put in the raised bed. Uh, if you're anywhere else, you, you may have some soil. Lots of places do have soil. There are even rare occurrences of soil around here that's bigger than a half an inch. Uh, and and I've, I've seen some. There's some really nice deep soil around here. Uh, but uh, you have to remember the lead is there from the automobile. However, that can be bioremediated with enough life in the soil. The reason I was recommending watch out for the grass that's under that raised bed. If it's a little grass, it's going to grow to the surface and take over your garden. And you will yeah. not win that fight. That's one of those really tough customers that Mother Nature made, and it survives, and it's got all kinds of survival characteristics. Let me interrupt. Hang on, I'm interrupt again, because, John, is that uh, there was a guy who was on Tiffany's show, and if people don't know who we're talking about, it's oneradionetwork.com, it's on two hours every day, uh, the guy's just a radio huckster and does such a fine job and has the best the best guests in the world. Adam's on it every 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 other Monday of the lunar calendar of Jupiter. I'm not sure exactly which how that works. Um, but you know, it's it's um, it's sharing information. This is information that's valuable for all of us to know because we spend the money. You know, I mean that's that's what it's, that's what this is all about. But as far as uh, that show, Paul Gauchy is a uh, Vietnam vet who lost his legs, and he grows everything in pine needles, pine mulch. 
that the city gives you. So if you're John, if you're gonna, you know, follow that thing and you can't get any dirt, you, I, I know you. I, I, don't you have pines? You know, don't they cut down pine trees and stuff like that in, in your neighborhood? You said they're, you know, got electrical wires and all that stuff, and don't they try to throw it away? Yeah. All right, well, Yachi's been feeding the family of seven, a whole bunch of people in the neighborhood for a long time, growing without ever turning the soil. And by the way, now you had, idea. Yeah, now you add Georgian stuff to that, and I'm, we could have dinosaur cantaloupes. Can you imagine a dinosaur cantaloupe attacking Cincinnati? I mean, can you envision that? Well, George, if he's growing that in, in pine, uh, what have you, isn't that a collection of all the minerals in the soil that that pine tree pulled up? Is it not there also? And so the plants are getting all the minerals they require. Yes, and the interesting thing about the pine bark, he's not turning it in. Not one foot of pine bark or, or wood materials below the surface of the soil. In fact, he's creating what's called a cold zone. Soil and the pine bark, and that cold zone is absolute magic. Talking about, you know, some of the things that uh, Rudolf Steiner talked about, and some of the things that uh, Rudolf Victor uh, Scha uh, uh, Schauberger talked about. There's a cold zone there, and that cold zone is harboring all kinds of uh, energy, uh, magnetic forms of uh, enhancement that would give you tremendous advantages with growing things, and you're not, it's not a good idea, and he's not turning it in, he's not killing it, and he's preserving the so-called soil horizon, and that is the ideal way to grow things. Grow a plant, you don't pull it up, you cut it off at the ground so those roots can be uh, carbon source, nourishing all the microbial life in that soil. I believe I hear the tinkle of the piano. We are coming to break. So I'll come back, please. Trading. 
Call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back. This is the Sulfur Hour Plus One on American Voice Radio Network. I want to thank Frank, uh, a yeoman's job, sir, and especially in getting the music up. Uh, you know, the last song is uh, Broken, Citizen by Broken Bells. Um, 2015 is the year that we begin to reason. Instead of having not a trace of reason, we begin to reason. Begin to understand how we can cooperate with each other instead of hating each other. Yeah? I think hating each other is so pedantic. Um, so, so I don't forget that at the end of the show, our special guest tonight, and I want to thank him dearly 
on the show is George Alt Delt. And his website is uh, Geo Gardening or Gardening. Or is it Garden or Gardening? What is it? It's actually Geo Growers. Ah, thank you, Miller. Geogrowers.net. They grow stuff. They make uh, they make compost the old-fashioned way. And uh, you know, and then uh, Dan Cobb has joined us, and Adam Bertram, of course, and and John Vanagudi, and Richard L. Stump. You know, uh, in case you don't get a chance to, say, oh, we'll get a chance to say goodbye. But just thank you for being on the show. You know, because we're it's, this is a this is a global situation. This is not just. Uh, you know, this funny, dry part of Texas. You know, it's not just, it's not Connecticut. It's not just Indiana. You know, it's not just Utah. It, it's the whole globe. And we all have to figure out a way to get it to work together. And I think if, you know, if we, you know, real quiet about it and sort of sneak and tell people about Telfer, then when the 1% wants to start a war, we'll just say no. What's wrong with that? You know, I can George it. If we can just go back where we finished it before the break there. We were talking yeah. about these uh, pine needles and what have you. But uh, that was another question I had about adding sawdust or wood chips. Is that advantageous, as you just discussed, I mean, especially with Schauberger and what have you. But I'd like to ask also about boron, because you mentioned that and in a pinch you for myself, which brings up uh, another guest of ours in the past. Patrick again, one of the world's greatest scientists, and he always recommended a teaspoon of Paraxo uh, for David's consumption. Hey, George. Absolutely. Um, boron is the number one thing that enables you to hold on to your magnesium. If you don't have enough boron in your tissues, you will bleed out your magnesium as fast as you eat it. That's a serious problem. All kinds of heart problems are related to magnesium deficiency. Rhythm between the heart and the pericardium is an electromagnetic channel and is regulated by magnesium. You can't tell if you have enough magnesium or not with a blood test because by the time it shows up in your blood as a deficiency, you are nearly dead. You want to make sure you can hold on to the magnesium that you're getting. I would supplement with magnesium. Don't keep it unless you have enough boron. Now, the good news about boron as soon as you get enough, and I'm talking about tissue saturation, you will start to excrete boron. You're not going to get too much. That won't happen. Easy to do. And there are other things about boron. Um, uh, boron is what controls in a very tight control situation. Controls the bromine. Um, Bromine, we're in an ocean of bromine right now. The uh, anti, you know, the fire retardant, the, you know, bromine has now been in our bread for decades as a so-called dough conditioner. That's made, made sure safely didn't use iodine as a dough conditioner. Bromine is perfect iodine blocker. But bromine does have its necessary place as a trace mineral. And when you're out of boron, you can't regulate the use of bromine, and you only need teeny tiny amounts of it. But once you lose the capacity to regulate bromine, 
use of boron, here come four diseases, MS, Lou Gehrig's disease, which is also called ALS, Parkinson's, and the latest to be added to that, the latest that was added to it was MS, and then uh, there's um, uh, four of them, it's uh, muscular dystrophy, I believe, Parkinson's muscular dystrophy, ALS, and that's because we're out of boron, and the so-called, you know, the fifth column with uh, elimination of boron is you're exposed to metallic aluminum, and believe me, that is everywhere. Uh, they, yeah, the, the chemtrails, but how about uh, soft cheeses that are formulated to melt and be runny? Those are full of aluminum. And then what we're feeding our kids, which are all the so-called sides that end in the word lake, L-A-K-E, those are aluminum. Then there's aluminum food wraps. You expose your food directly to it. If they're wet, they're going to absorb aluminum. The aluminum electroplates itself into the food. And there's beverage cans. There's underarm deodorant. There's all kinds of other food additives. There's uh, aluminum cookware. Uh, aluminum, historically, paleontologically, does not occur as a metal anywhere on the face of the planet. It is always bound up as a silica or it's the bauxite to what you really find. Once it becomes a metal, it's very problematic. Yeah, I, I'm in the modern world. It's, it's, my, you know, it's my job to interrupt, you know that. Yes. Um, but one, one of the things that, uh, that I do know about the periodic table of elements is that mercury, aluminum, lead, strontium, and bromine, and barium, and gold, and silver, and platinum all sulfate out. The only thing that doesn't sulfate out is iodine. And, you know, when Patrick mentioned uh, 2018 borax uh, almost a year ago, uh, I immediately thought Ronald Reagan. But, you know, we just studied elder. So what we're, you know, what we're seeing is people who are responding to all those things you just mentioned. We have one guy with ALS and he doesn't have to himself or he just exercises himself to death. But the Parkinson's and the Parkinsonian defects, the MS, and we've got people who uh, had MS who sold their wheelchairs on eBay. It, you know, if you can regenerate the myelin, you can reverse the neurodegenerative disease. And so my question is, does sulfur, sulfur enable you to uh, uh, get rid of those heavy metals? Uh, in a riot. Huh? Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got 26 kids who are back. They can ride the bus. Their moms have their lives back. We've got another 10 or 12 where the kids are responding so effectively that, you know, everyone in the neighborhood is either going to go on uh, sulfur or they'll call out the militia. You know, there's, when, when you see remarkable results, it has nothing to do with the study, it has nothing to do with me, but it does have, have to do with returning sulfur to the diet of that person whose biology has been all screwed up. Yes. And, you know, it's just like the dirt. Why are you making these special composts? The dirt? Well, somebody screwed up the dirt. Well, exactly. And the compost is mainly there to, re reinst to reinstate the life. Uh, so it has to have life in it, or else it's just about useless. 
the migratory path of minerals into roots is all facilitated by the life or the microbial life in soil. Have you been into the, to no man's land in uh, West Texas? Oh, I've been to there, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not happy soil. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, if I may, I think I found this extremely interesting. I think everybody will. But uh, we mentioned our friend Dr. Joe Wallach, and now his big thing was uh, initially doc dead doctors don't die. Now, if people understand, this man is 76 years old. He's a veterinarian, naturopath, and he's done over 10,000 autopsies on all kinds of animals and humans. And his thing is just like wine is falling. 100 years ago, Antoine Bouchamp had been missing minerals. That's his thing. And if you understand that the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, in 1936 made a claim that all of the soils are depleted of minerals in this country. That's back then. And look at the deterioration of health in this country. So here's my thing with Wallace, because this weekend we had the big health expo in New York City, and our friend Ed McCabe was there. So I was hanging around with Ed. We were talking at Wallace because they're old buddies. And Ed says to uh, Wallace, he says, tell John about the, the, cat, the crocodile or the alligator. And he says, yeah, in, in a zoo environment, they came down with type 2 diabetes. And I'm like, yeah. I said, excuse me, an alligator has got, yes, because it was certain missing minerals. So after that, I'm friends now with Wallach, right? So the next day, Sunday, I'm over there, and I'm, I'm, I'm picking his brain. And he brings up this thing about the dolphin. And this, I love this. If we just go back here, sulfur in organic form is present in the vitamins biotin, and thiamine, and thiamine is the B1, but that was named for the Greek word for sulfur. I understand that, B1, thiamine. But Wallach is telling me about a call he got years ago from a zoo in either L.A. or San Francisco about the dolphins. The, the dolphins are dying every year. They get new dolphins, and then a year later, they die. So come up and find out what's wrong. So he did, and his expertise and intelligence, he figured it out. He, it's very simple. He says, what are you feeding these? Smoke, you know, just a fish. That's all. Nothing else. Well, he realized that there's an enzyme in the fish of smelt, or that, that variety, that, that destroys the thiamine, the B1. So these dolphins had a, a, a deficiency of B1. And he, said, <laughs> he said, well, this is true. But he said, normally the heart is, and he showed me a fist. He said, the size of a fist. But it was roughly like a, a, a balloon, a basketball, because yeah. it was called congestive heart failure. And all because of B1 deficiency. So if you understand that, <laughs> and it, it, right, he went on cystic fibrosis, he figured out the missing minerals. And then earlier, somebody, uh, that, that caller, mentioned he suffered from selenium. Well, Wallace figured out that fecal cell anemia is a selenium deficiency. So here we go again with 100 years ago at Bouchamp, current contemporary, and everybody, we're talking about missing minerals. So, yeah, supplement with minerals. I mean, we're not getting it on our food. Hang on there. Uh, I've never seen anybody with sickle cell anemia or Tay-Sachs, same exact disease, different, you know, different races, exactly the same disease when you look at the blood cells in the, in the, in the retina of man. I haven't seen anybody close the sickles. And, and that's what we think the sulfur can do. We just have anybody call with either of those diseases to see if the, the, new, blood vessel, or the new blood cells that are made in the marrow aren't good old-fashioned lifesavers instead of cells like that ISIL group that we're trying to black flag, flag our way into a war with. Uh, you know, 
Persians have been around for a long time, and, and we've been a nation for over 200 years, and, and 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 now we want to tell the world exactly how to how to do things, and I guess that's okay, unless our sons and our daughters say, no, we don't want to go to war, go fight your own war. You know, that's what I'm seeing after 16 years of talking to people on the phone about something they're not afraid of anything. George, it's your turn. Okay, I want to make a comment. You talked about college earlier, and that lets us play right into, you know, so there's lots and lots of barium that's been falling from the sky. Uh, You'd have to say that, you know, okay, Measure rainfall, there's barium in it. Barium does something very interesting. It takes selenium out of your body. In okay. And selenium is responsible for, uh, among other things, removing radioactive polonium from your lungs and smoking tobacco. It's also how you keep viruses from mutating within the body. And the interesting thing about garlic and the mineral that is in garlic, if you pronounce it correctly, it's the first time I've ever heard it. It always looks like the word uh, terillium. How do you say that word? Well, I lived in Telluride, Colorado. Terillium. Okay, terillium. No, Telluride. Terillium. Telluride. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, what does the name mean? You know, I mean, they, they, they adopted it to mean to hell you ride. Okay, but, all right. But, yeah, but interestingly enough, from the period of the, when the mine was operational from 1888, when they started sending around people who knew stuff about medicine and all that stuff, to 1978 when they closed the mine down, there was no cancer in Telluride, Colorado because of the tellurium in the air. The tellurium in the yeah, water. Okay. Now yeah, they've got oncology on every corner in a you know, ski town. Right. Right. So, no, selenium um, is also a powerful anti-cancer material. But the, the connection is, it's what's in garlic, the terrellium, that activates selenium. It is a huge and, and, and that's, it goes up. selenium. Yeah, it really does. It goes right up the line. Terrellium uh, uh, tags selenium, and then, then selenium tags Sulfur and then the and then the sulfur, uh, even though it's really bashful, goes and dances with the uh, oxygen that was in the water. It's one of the curious things that the sulfur can sort of borrow the oxygen from the water, leaving two hydrogen, you know, uh, molecules, and dance the sulfur or dance the oxygen to the cell that needs the oxygen without the oxygen becoming a free radical. Right. Wonderful. It, okay, that yeah. fills in the picture. Yeah, that's the dance of life. I mean, that's, and then, you know, when the sulfur dances the ugly girl out of town, you know, sulfates out the bad stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm starting to see it. I've been putting this puzzle together for a long time. Yeah. Well, you, you think that we just do this radio show for our vast audience? No, we do it for ourselves. Sure, for your help. You know, how else can you get guys from across the country together except to a radio show? If no one hears it, that's no problem. We're still here. Right, exactly. We, yeah, normally sure. we have a violinist, and, and oftentimes uh, 
Richard Stemple played, played the uh, harmonica. Um, the reason I bring it up is, is not to encourage him to play unless he wants to play, but, you know, we all come from different areas of life. Uh, none of us are virologists, and yet we're, we're all attacking the vaccine uh, dilemma. Uh, and uh, But we're all sort of interested in, in how the rest of the biology fits together. You know, if, oh, if, you, feed, if, if you feed people genetically modified soy, it's been pretty much established that they'll get real sick. You know, I mean, George, it's not a it's not a question, me, George. But a contemporary concern has been one asked all night. Uh, these chemtrails that we mentioned, how do these soils and the plants deal with it? And of course, you know, we're getting more gallons from that. We're getting a lot of things we don't even know what's in there, but we do know that there's aluminum. You mentioned strontium and uh, boron. So how do how do the soils and the plants deal with it? Or how do you deal with it? Or do you put something in the soil that counter? I don't know. All right. All right. Now we're going to move off into guru land a little bit. And we've got uh, we've got a whole six minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's go <laughs> Every time you look at places that are damaged beyond repair, like where they smelt zinc, for example, plants that move in and the accommodating microbes that go with those plants root, they start bioremediating the zinc. Uh, in the case of um, the uh, biodynamic farming, when they were looking, they started checking all the farms uh, downwind of Chernobyl. And every time they went on to a biodynamic farm, the Geiger counters fell flat. That's very interesting. Soil is doing something that corrects it. I say that the intent of creation is in soil. That's not, a, that's not much of a leap. That's actually probably very close to what's happening. There are instances where mercury disappears from soil. And nobody really knows where it's going. The speculation is that it's somehow gasified. But it's not there. Oh, here, here's another possibility. Did yeah, yeah, you read anything by Lewis Kirkman? Uh, not that I can recall, but okay. are we talking about transmutating elements? That's right. Because plants yeah. and animals routinely transmute elements. And if you can get plants, if you can get a plant on site that transmutes mercury into something else, it can disappear without, without having to go to a gas or anything. It can just turn into something else. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make everyone want to listen to us next week because uh, uh, I'd like to. The, yeah, the phosphorus stone is a combination of sulfur, mercury, and I think hydrogen. I, 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 forgive me for not re remembering exactly what the other third party was, but it was the idea of the sulfur and the mercury. Um, mercury is, is deadliest when it vaporizes, and that's the problem. It's just like uh, when we've got uh, radioactive material coming out of the ground, everyone's going around selling meters for it. All right, well, your body can do, deal with it quite nicely, if you have enough sulfur in your body, because all of that stuff sulfates. Sure, there's other ways to get rid of it, but it all sulfates. And it's not my thinking about it. It's PubMed, and John's mentioned uh, Ed McCabe. You think we're trying to uh, get him on the show or something. Um, seven articles from PubMed that were originally gone silent. No one could see them. would say, sulfur can protect and repair the damage of radiation exposure. 
Those aren't my words. That's PubMed. He's a real scientist. I'm a photographer. Right. You know, uh, before, before we end the show, I'd like to get George's I'm, phone number. George agrees with that? Sure. I'd like to Oh, get, yeah. Matter of fact, it's on, it's on, it's, 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 this foolish guy actually has his home number on his webpage. What's the webpage? Uh, geo. Got it right here. Geo Growers. Oh. Geo. Geo what? Growers, as in to grow things. Geo Grows, Geo. O W. Geo Grows, Geo. O W S. I don't know. But I'll, I'll give you the phone number, too. Okay, I can't get to it. Okay. Hey, it's 
meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can be either. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children, once had now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, You can send a monetary gift or a box of this list. 230 West Fort Street, Florence, Kansas, 65851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. 316-619-4886. 
All right, I suppose now would be as good a time as any to get a show together, huh? This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is the 26th of March, 2015. It's Thursday, and it's about nine minutes after eight. And that's all I got. All right, so that's not all I got, but I thought... Here, y'all. Anyhow, you can participate in the show if you think, hey, this guy's running out of juice. This guy doesn't have any. i got to help him out. You can do that by going to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and you can go in the chat room. You'll see the link. It's simple. It says chat. It's only four letters. It's, you know, even public school educated people can figure that out. You click it. Pick a name. Pick a password. Put in your email, and bang, you're in there. You can participate. You can questions. You can make comments. You can suggest topics. You can put in links to stories. Or you cannot do any of that. You can just chat with the other people in there. And so you can also call in 855 855- Five six six seven eight five five that'll get you on the show voice loud all right, let's get to some uh, stuff here where I left off in the afternoon with this shocking shocking I tell you news. Are you sitting? I hope so, because here it is. The stock market is rigged. Uh, oh, no. When I started making that claim years ago, this is from John Crudell, and provided solid evidence. People scoffed. Some called it a conspiracy theory, tinfoil hats, and all that sort of thing. But that's not happening anymore. The dirty secret is out. With stock prices rushing far ahead of economic reality over the last six or so years. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Six or so years. Hey, what happened six or so years ago? Oh, yes. We got our first black president. Wasn't that great? Yeah, that was wonderful. He was going to have the most transparent administration ever. All the troops were going to be out of Afghanistan and Iraq in 18 months. Do I have to go on? Is is that enough lies? Anyway, six or so years ago, more experts in the financial markets are coming to the same conclusion, even if they don't fully understand how it's being or the consequences. And before I left off in the afternoon, consequences. Ed Yardini, a longtime Wall Street guru, who isn't one of the clowns of that bunch, said flat out last week that the market was being propped up. These markets are all rigged, and I don't say that quickly. I just say that factually, he asserted on CNBC. Now, you got to figure something Something's going to happen. When they start telling the truth on CNBC, uh, be afraid. Be very afraid. Gardini's claim is one, uh, is one of the most basic ones. 
that the Federal Reserve won't do anything that will upset Wall Street and, in fact, is doing all it can to help the stock market. Okay. You know, I don't know how close any of you listeners out there actually watch the stock market. I'm sure if you're in it, you watch it pretty close. Making money, you probably don't care if it's rigged. I don't care why I'm making money as long as I'm making money. And that basically is Wall Street's general idea. They don't care why. Oh, yeah, fine, rigged. Who cares? You know, I'm making money. I don't care. All right. That's fine. But we'll get to the consequences of that bit. But do you really articles from people being... I really, do you really have any need to tell you that the stock market's rigged? I mean, can't you see uh, we don't actually produce much of anything in this? Wages have fallen. Why have wages fallen? Because, now they keep saying, well, more jobs have been created. Yes, jobs may have been created because the population keeps growing. More people need more things. However, what kind of jobs have been growing? Service jobs. Welcome to Walmart. Would you like fries with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. I can help you find that. Not. I can't really help you find it. But, hey, I can walk up and down the aisles with you, and we can both look together. Yeah, that's what most of the employees at most of the stores do nowadays, because they don't know where anything is. They don't know their job, but they're willing to walk around and keep you company while you walk around lost looking for So is it you didn't notice this that everybody's wages have gone down? Nobody is really got those jobs anymore that you're pulling down, you know, thirty, forty, fifty grand a year working at the factory. If you're pulling down 30, 40, 50 grand a year, you're working for the government, pushing papers around, producing nothing. A parasite off everybody out there that actually does have any kind of job. Sorry. I realize 50% of the population works for the government in one capacity or another or more. But the fact of the matter is you produce nothing but trouble. You know what? Quite frankly, we got enough trouble. That's what you do. You know what? I think it's worth about a quarter of what you're getting paid for. Job causing trouble, fine. You know, take a pay cut. But stock market keeps rising, and these are the companies that supposedly produce things. So how does that work? Well, <laughs> it's rigged. That's how. I mean, what other what other answer is there? Magic? Is that it? That's it. Magic. It's not rigged. It's magic. The Wall Street Journal carried an intriguing story on March 11th about how the Bank of Japan was aggressively purchasing stock funds. The journal is owned by News Corp, which is Murdoch. Oh, by the way, this is a story out of the New York Post, which is... uh, also, post. Rupert Murdoch, the Australian, sure owns an awful lot of American media. He's got a little too much influence, him and his bi wife. 
Anyway, by directly underpinning the market, Bank of Japan officials have tried to encourage private investors to follow suit and put more money in stocks in the hope of stimulating the economy and increasing inflation. Because God knows every man, woman, and child out there wants inflation higher. Oh, my gosh. That's what everybody craves. That's what I see every time everybody's at the store. They're pushing their carts around all pissed off that the price of all their food and stuff hasn't gone skyrocketing yet. Where's the inflation, they say? Oh, wait. That's right. I don't ever hear that from anybody. You know, I don't really ever hear anybody wishing that everything they buy would cost more money. Do you? Because that's what inflation is, folks. Okay, you know that, right? Inflation means everything costs more money. It's not really inflation. They like to say, well, it's inflation because the prices are being inflated. But actually, prices aren't being inflated. Your money is being valued is what's really going on. That's called rigging the market for a higher purpose. Or hoping people who can afford to invest in stocks will make lots of money and spend it. Yes, make lots of money that isn't worth what it used to be and spend it on stuff that's a lot more expensive now because they created inflation. And this is good for us. Why? Why? Because it generates more. You see, this is, okay, this is the warped idea now. You're probably thinking this is crazy. This is crazy. Nobody wants anything to cost more. And, you know, then there's the, and, and you know, on, on financial survival, Alfred Adass talks about this aspect of this quite a bit. That, you know, if uh, you're uh, a debtor, you want inflation because, you know, inflation, while we all think, you know, oh, well, that means the prices are going up, it actually means you're valuable. So you're actually paying off your debt less valuable money than what you borrowed. So debtors like that, okay? And that certainly is an aspect of it. But there's another aspect, and the aspect is the nature of our economy. The nature of our economy isn't like a normal, natural economy. You know what we were taught when we were children, supply and demand and all that. No. See, what it is now is Growth. Growth. Now, they don't mention that the growth is all artificial, and it doesn't matter, because the numbers just got to work out. This isn't a real economy. This is a paper economy that's just got to work out on bookkeeping charts. They, They don't care about reality, okay? Reality doesn't come into this. Growth. Now, think about this. So, uh... Let's just say everybody in America needs a widget. And the widget costs a buck. So that's 330 million bucks that whoever makes widgets, whatever, you know, they make that. Boom. Well, next year, next month, or whatever the projected time that people need more widgets, comes along, it won't do. It will not do. But, because what will happen is, everybody go out and get a widget, and that will be 330 million bucks, and they'll say, oh, 
let's say, let's, let's stick with the financial thing and say everybody's got to buy a widget every quarter. Whatever need, you know, you know, you got to have one. You need one, so everybody buys. So the first quarter, you go out 330 million bucks because everybody in America went out and got a widget for a dollar. Second quarter comes, everybody goes out and gets a widget for a buck, 30 million dollars. Now, the bean counters come out and they say, "Uh oh, we got trouble, trouble right here in River City because you know what? So zero growth." Zero growth. Uh oh. Investors start panicking. Uh oh. So they create inflation. Okay. Now they they do it. But let's just say now the witch is two bucks. And I only do that for my own benefit because uh I don't want to do percentage that because I was educated in the public school system. So, the next quarter, everybody's still got to go out and get a widget because, for whatever reason, everybody needs one. So, they go out and get one. Now, it's two bucks. Wow. Everybody gripes a little, but, eh, it's only two bucks. So, but, other bean counters come out and say, oh, my gosh, we're booming. The economy is booming. It's booming, I tell you. Everything is great. Skies are blue. The sun is bright. This is great, man. We just doubled, and we went from $330 million to $660 million. It was, look at what we've done. With. Well, yeah, but you know what? It's all just BS because you know what? If that doubled because of inflation, that means that that dollar you were buying that, now you're going, well, yes, now it costs $2. Now it costs $2. But what it really means is that dollar that you have only now has the buying power of 50 cents. That's not growth, folks, okay? Do you consider that growth? When the money in your pocket is devaluing in front of your eyes? That's not growth. Does it seem like growth to you while the cereal boxes at the store get smaller? Or, better yet, they stay the same size and the bag inside of it gets smaller? So you think you're getting the same box of cereal until you open it up and go, wow, this bag seems smaller. Hey, maybe they maybe it's only smaller by an ounce. Sell a lot of boxes of cereal. If they save an ounce on every one, do you call that growth? Well, they do. That's growth. Why is it growth? Because you see now, they can say, okay, hmm, box of cereal. Save the buck. Get us that public school education. Uh, we'll save the buck. Well, now you go to the store next month, it's still a buck. Hey, this is great, man. No inflation. I, this is sweet. I like this. And you get the box of cereal. You look at it and go, okay, yeah, that's a box of cereal I already get. I always get. You get it home and you go, man, I don't know, man. It seems like there's less cereal in here. Well, that's because there is. That's growth. Yeah, because, see, now the company spent less money 
put the cereal in the box, you still only paid a buck, but you said you paid a buck for less cereal now. That means the company made profit, more profit than they did the month before, which means growth. Is that real growth in your mind, folks? It's not. It's manipulated, rigged growth. Why? Because as long as they keep coming out and saying, things are growing and look at here, we made this much more. Doesn't matter. Yes, you made much more, but, you know, the money's worth less. And that's why inflation is important for them. This is why the insanity of the Bank of Japan, you know, purchasing stocks just so they can create inflation. And you think, are you insane? No. It produces growth. Crazy. This is it's a fraud is what it is. But anyway. Uh, let's see. Yes, that's called rigging the market for a higher purpose. Or hoping people who can afford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the benefits Japan's central bank believes. Oh, get this. Here it comes, folks. Mohika. And and while you're bending over, get a nice big picture of Ronald Reagan's mind. Okay? Because what the central bank believes, it's all going to trickle down. <laughs> yeah. To the rest of the economy. Sure. Just like it did here. Yeah, that's a great plan. It's like Japan doesn't realize that the United States has been destroyed. And they, oh, yeah, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do that too. That seems like a great idea. Hey, the guy on, hey, the guy next door just jumped out his window and look at him. Sure, he said on the sidewalk, but what a ride. Boy, that looked like exciting. Let's do that. Anyway, the journal provided lots of details that I won't get into here. paper also presumed that all these central bank stock purchases were being done on the Tokyo market and that only the shares of Japanese companies were being rigged. That's not necessarily the case, however. The Bank of Japan and other central bankers around the world will be purchasing shares of American companies to help out the U.S. stock market. And Japan could even be doing it with the blessing of Washington, which is afraid any direct intervention equities on its part would be discovered by nosy people. That's the writer. Last fall, we learned that one American exchange has made intervention in rigging foreign governments easier and cheaper to accomplish. In October, it emerged that GME Group, the Chicago exchange that trades options and commodities, had an incentive program under which foreign central banks could buy stock market derivatives like the Standard & Poor's futures contract at a discount. Sounds great, man. I love to buy stuff on a discount. 
just doesn't like a discount. But if you're willing to give me a discount on something that's not worth anything and I don't need, it's sweet, is it? Anyway, as I've reported many times, S&P futures contracts are the vehicle of choice for rigging the market. They are a cheap and very powerful way to cause an artificial buying frenzy. Kind of like the dot-com thing. Yes, let me buy a virtual company and uh, it doesn't really exist anywhere and doesn't actually charge anything for anything. Everything's free and it doesn't exist. Wow, I want in on that, huh? I mean, really. But anyway, after the market sizable drop on Wednesday, the Dow alone lost 292.6 points. Be on the lookout today for aggressive S&P futures buying today. It could start in Asia or Europe, but it almost always occurs. Foreign central banks, of course, don't really need a discount to buy S&P futures. That's like billionaires clipping cents off the coupon. But what the CME's discount tells us is that the Bank of Japan and other central banks are probably already customers. So, the what he's saying is this evidence is that they don't need a discount. If they want to buy something, they'll buy it. But if you're already a customer and you've already bought, then maybe a discount will get you to buy more. Hey, supersize. Anyway. So the rigging of U.S. stock markets by foreign entities has likely been going on for some time. Has the U.S. ever directly rigged the stock market? Well, I'm sure it has. The sloppiest attempt seems to have occurred in 2008 during the financial Washington was sure our whole financial system was toppling. Phone logs that I received show numerous calls between Paulson and Wall Street Bank's Goldman Sachs in particular. You know, Goldman Sachs, the ones that all should be in jail and who have infested the Treasury. Yes, that seems to uh, coincide nicely with stock market rallies. All you got to do is go back to the uh, Great Depression and read about how they manipulate going on, exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and they never do that. You got to take a break. Now, I want to warn you, right here, right now, this song, 1976, and it has a bad word in it that may offend some of you, Okay. So before I start playing it, if you are easily offended by a bad word in a song, you could thing will be back. The song is about, you know, a little under five minutes long. Okay. So mute your, mute your radio, your computer, whatever, for about the next five minutes. Fine. Okay? Because it has a bad word. I'm warning you. But, you know, it's, uh, let's see, 8.30 out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 11.30 on the East Coast. You know, this is nighttime, and uh, I like this song anyway. But 
I'm telling you. So don't don't give me any complaints. You've been warned. If it's this sort of thing you don't like, then don't listen to it. Okay? So here comes and the folks of you that want to remain in the chat room and listen, you can, of course, guess on Arthur. And it gave you a hint. It's from 1976. So anyway, here we go. Somebody do something. I'm working 40 hours, six long days, and I'm embarrassed every time I get my pay. And they're working everybody, Lord, they're working for folks to death. And when you pay your rent and your car, no, you ain't got a damn thing left. Ain't that a bitch? Yes, it is. Somebody doing something slick. Got me wondering which is which. My name, when I'm going down the ass, big or bitch, ain't that a bitch? Yes, it is. Ain't that a bitch? Let me tell you about my qualifications. I program computers. I know accounting and psychology. I took a course in business. And I can speak a little Japanese. Got to work two years. That's one week off with pay. And when I'm on my job, I better watch every word I say. Ain't that a bitch? Somebody doing something slick. Thank <laughs> you. 
stop at the supermarket to get myself something to eat. And when I looked at the price, it knocked me off of my feet. I was in the baloney section, and I had to take myself a close look. The all-dude bar couldn't have made these prices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. 
you need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Oh, man, oh, man. 
Anyway, it was very topical to what I was talking about. Well, I kind of liked it anyway. It's from oh, 1970. Anyway, it was topical. If you did, if you did hear it, you'll realize that it was very topical to what I was talking about, which was basically okay specifically stock market manipulation, but the whole economy is being. But let's see now. Okay. And the room got the first one. Buddy in there. Well, that being said, apparently they remember nineteen seventy. Uh, that's even more impressive than being as old as I am, being rem- able to remember 1976. They got that song. They uh, said Johnny Watson, and it's, it's Johnny Guitar Watson, but Johnny Watson. Anyway, now, somebody in this in the or in the room said I played the second song last night, uh, but I haven't seen any. But I'm assuming, knowing that I played it last night, that yes, properly, correctly. But as of right now, nobody has. So I'm going to give it a second because you know. I'll just tell you when it is. This is 2015. It is Thursday evening. It is about 8.48 out here on the... I'm in. I can go on in there if you get on the radio and voice. 
855-566-738. That is toll-free, by the way. Okay. The room has conceded. <laughs> I can't jog my memory as to the artist. I have somebody my age, okay, in the chat room remembering things from 19... 19- well, let's blame the chemistry. Anyway, it was Professor Longhair. I told you I'd play him again. He's, he's got a lot of catchy songs that I really like. Anyhow, there you go. And I told you, you know, go look that up on, on, on. you know, Professor Long. But, uh, it's got a lot of good covers. Anyway, so let's get to some stuff. Uh, get to, uh, well, I think we're over the. Greece? No, no, not Greece. Italy. Sorry. Article starts off. It's as Greece struggles to convince the world it's serious about adopting a series of reforms designed to bolster its economy, including cracking down on rampant tax evasion. Wow. Um, That's their whole thing. Well, it's those people out there. That's why we have economics. Not because we're corrupt and we waste all the money. It's because people aren't taxing. I know. We'll fix this. We'll pay off the IMF scumbag, and we'll stand on our people's neck. Italy. Boy, they're on fire. Oh, yeah. They actually did this, or they were for talking, taxing. That's right, children's blocks. Yeah, there's nothing wrong here, right? Anyway, store owners, Anileno, proposition of paying on the shadow. 
bat spray on Shadow. Rationale appears to go something like this. Awning at the Shadow. Picture this is a six sidewalk and a tree. You know, to keep the sun from blasting in their front windows that they have to display whatever it is they're selling, and also for a place to their, you know, for people. Sun. Well, an awning casts a shadow on where? That's right, the sidewalk, which is public property. And therefore, you must pay for the use of that property. Yeah, that's right. Wow. It's, uh, it goes on, but that's the, uh, that's the gist of it, folks. Charging that. for that use. Boy, I sure hope the folks in Washington, <laughs> you know, I hope they don't get the Italian news, man, because you know what? It won't be long until they say, you know, man, now that's thinking. There you go. There's an idea. Who says Italians are stupid? Hey, 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 not me. Just a question. I'm just saying. Here's some good news, and what a surprise, too, seeing as how we have an Iranian advisor and ex-boss, Valerie Jarrett, running the White House, and we have a Muslim president. Surprise. Here's a headline. Not going to read anymore. U.S. caves in to Iran's nuke demand. Like I said the other night, you know, I don't know. I don't really, you know, let Israel have nukes, and you're going to let France have nukes. But the fact of the matter is. Uh, always up until, well, Obama, were against Iran having nukes. Now we're for it. What changed? Did Iran change? No. Obama changed the nation. All right, well, that's what's going on. So, you know, honestly... That is a big, big, big headline, and a lot, lot, lot less to do with your life, your day-to-day life, than many. And it's a lot less dangerous than what's 
But that is uh, that's putting us on the verge of World War Three. And out there, think, oh well, Russia's real. What it's starting to look like is Russia's actually United States is too weak to Afghanistan. Folks, really, let's let's wake up. How's he doing Iraq? Oh wait, that's falling apart. We haven't done very well anywhere. Well, I know. All we have to do is look back. But we haven't been doing real good. But, hey, there's always the, uh, oh, wait, Bo- no, Bosnia didn't really turn out. Accidentally bombed. But, hey, you know what? There's always Grenada. always that. That was amazing. That was our war hawk Reagan big world superpower defeated the menace. But hey, so World War Three doesn't seem like it. United States does it now. Hey, and Russia's not doing all that much better. They couldn't beat Afghanistan either. So, hmm. So maybe what we're going to have is a war of attrition. Hey, last one to go completely belly up wins. Whee! like Obama's changing his mind again about the UK. Yes. Probably because whatever. Well, here's another real surprise. Household debt is a national crisis. They have some examples here. Oregon. College and college loans. thousand dollars to be a social worker get out you don't qualify honestly so who so who needs the college degrees the people who have to fill out all the applications that these uh social workers give them anyway I got to go I'm out of time. I'll see you again tomorrow. As always, thanks for listening.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
Does the cost and risk of conventional health care concern you? Wouldn't you prefer inexpensive solutions to health problems rather than disease management? If so, tune into Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your health care options just became endless.
uh, was a, uh, a bank set up in the 1930s to help transfer reparations. This bank was used to intermediate between the uh, German paying reparations and the uh, uh, Allied Soviet. This became useful as a club of central bankers in Europe who would get together once a month and, and discuss their, their common interests. You can talk to them in a different way to some outsider. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.